0: Well, friends, welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr. broadcasting today with the help of my good friends Don and Doug at BBS Radio. Uh, the purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know if we all work together, we can make a much better and happier world. Um, I started this show um, nine years ago on the adv- advice of my angels who told me to uh, start a radio show and start writing books, and so that was some of the best advice I've ever gotten. I started out in Seattle um, on KKNW uh, and then moved to BBS here a couple of years ago and been loving it uh, ever since. Um, uh, Today's show, we should have a little over 750 million listeners in over 100 countries with another uh, 370 million benevolent beings off planet. So we've got a wide reach and many, many uh, benevolent extraterrestrial civilizations are are uh, do do listen to the show and they do because it's it's a window on reality here on planet Earth. Um, it's hard for them to get good information too. They don't listen to the to the <laughs> they don't listen much to our mass media because it they know what garbage it is. But um, a, a lot of people are waking up, and that's the that's the point is that more people than ever want to make this world a better place, and uh, especially not only for us as well, but for our children and our children's children. And what a beautiful thing, the sun sign has just come in. Uh, and I think that's a lot of uh, an angelic light. Um, the purpose of this show is to raise consciousness and make this world a better place. And I know if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a much better and happier place. Uh, my show's supported by Listener Contributions. It's is a nonprofit show. And if you'd like to donate, just go to my BBS website or go to my website at dot. Uh, out of this world, 1150.com, and contribute whatever you like on the little, little PayPal uh, buttons. I really appreciate your, your beautiful support. I have um, a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side, and I just published a book on Amazon called Journey to the Other Side, talking with um, with angels and other benevolent beings, and uh, it's just $25. Uh, it includes a free reading from yours truly, as well as a copy of a 19 19- if I can get it here I have a 1963 um, article um, about President Kennedy being shot in uh, Dallas um, the only problem with the article is that it was published while President Kennedy was still alive um, anyway, it's an interesting article it took me some time to get it um, some years ago but um, if you like a copy it comes with a book and if and uh, if you'd like a copy just uh, just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. I also have a uh, German edition of the book, updated in German, auf Deutsch, uh, from my friends at AMRA Publishing, AMRA, and you can look them up on the web. Uh, it's a great book, and I think for those German speakers out there, you'd really, really enjoy it. I still have my um, original book, which I published a couple of years ago, called Messages from the Masters. It's Messages from Albert Einstein, Nostradamus, um, Dr. Masuramoto, and uh President Kennedy on our beautiful bright future. Everything that they told me in that book is coming true now. And in spite of all the challenges we've got, and there are many now on the planet, as you know, I know we're gonna make it and make this world a better place. The book's just twenty dollars or twenty-one, I can't remember now. You can order it from my website at out of this dot com. I also um have a um uh I'm I'm gonna be starting classes here on uh spiritual on on um on uh, talking to the other side and talking to angels as well as benevolent extraterrestrials and if you want to sign up for that that class will start on december 7th um just in about a week or so it's a hundred dollars for the month and um i think you really enjoy it if you're interested just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at, at gmail.com and my guests have come in early good um this is pia and cullen bard coming in to us from some undisclosed location on the planet. And they channel Larkma, L-A-A-R-K-M-A-A, which is a beautiful collective Pladean benevolent souls coming to us live today. And is always fascinating to uh, to bring on my show and I'm so happy um, they're here. During the second hour, I'll be having a, a wonderful fellow named Dr., uh, Dr. Pete Chambers, who he's a distinguished military veteran. Um, uh, he'll be talking about his recent lawsuit against the Biden administration on the mandates. I think you'll find Pete um, uh, very, very, very fun to talk to. I also um, will be having my um, – I've, I've created a, a a new fan group <laughs> uh, for those who support the show on CloudHub. That's C-L-O-U-T-H-U-B. And if you, if you want to join the, the group, the, the fan club, just go to cloud. FoutHub, which is C as in Charlie, uh, dot com, and just look under Ted Marr out of this world, and you can you can join there about the latest updates. I will be having a um, a free listeners meeting by Zoom on I think that will be uh, I got to check my calendar. I think that's on December December fourth, um, uh, Sunday at uh, twelve noon um, Pacific time to um, two p.m. Pacific time. Um, So I'd love to have you join. I I realize in Japan it's early, it's like 5 a.m. But uh, if you can make it, that would be great. Uh, I'll be giving out free readings and we'll just discuss uh, things, current topics going on. Um, But um, the Zoom link is www.zoom.us. And then you click on um, uh, join a meeting and the event number is uh, 489-067-3147. Yeah, <laughs> I think my memory's right. So again, it's www.zoom.us. It's the first Sunday in December, starting at 12 noon uh, Pacific time. That's 8 p.m. in England, 9 p.m. in Germany, uh, in Japan. I think it's, sorry, it's so early, it's like five o'clock in the morning, but but be great to see you all. And um, uh, the, the link again is www.zoom.us. Um, and then click on uh, join a meeting and the event ID number is um, Four eight nine zero six seven three one four seven. 67 3147 It's taken me a little time to memorize that number, but now that I have it, um, I want to welcome my friends on the line, and then I'll make a couple of more announcements. P and Cullen, how are you guys today?
1: I'm doing great, Ted. How are you? Oh, I'm fine.
0: I'm fine. I'm on my third gallon of coffee today, and I feel completely normal. So um, <laughs> any, anyway, it's good to see you all. Here, let me see if I can get a full screen on this. Okay, there you are. Good. Good, good. I've just got about six hours more of, of messages to give out, and then we'll start. No, maybe, maybe a few, just a few minutes. <laughs> be patient. Just be patient here. Um, also, um, I'm revamping my schedule. I'm continuing. We'll continue to be here on BBS on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Um, but this will be my last full day where I, um, where I'll be broadcasting as well. At, at, I'll be broadcasting again at three o'clock today Pacific time, as I have been. Um, during that show, I'll be a tr- be a tribute to Dr. Masuramoto, who at the time he was um, uh, he actually was killed back in 2014 by the Chinese, unfortunately. Um, but um, he was one of the most world's most spiritual men, and having a tribute to him. I'll be playing an old interview I did with him in 2014, as well as uh, bringing in a couple more people, uh, Carolyn White and Charlie Cardinal, who wrote some songs about Dr. Moto. But it should be a fun program, and I hope you can. I hope you can. Um, you can listen to it. Um, the um, uh, I have a mentoring program that I'll be starting uh, classes on December 7th, and if you're interested, please just send me um, an email to outofthisworld. 1150 at gmail.com. I want to let people know I'm going back to Mount Shasta, Sedona and Peru next year to some incredibly beautiful and, and very spiritual places. Um, this year at, uh, at Mount Shasta, everybody who went on the trip got a healing. Um, one man I know uh, was cured of curly hair he'd had for many years. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> when, I was, when I was a kid in, in elementary school, Everybody had straight hair, but I was the oddball because I had curly hair, and I always wanted straight hair. Well, anyway, I still haven't. I like curly hair, but anyway, I still have. I still have to deal with curly hair. But, um, but uh, people have been cured of Lyme's disease. Several people. Several people had their hearing restored. Several others had their eyesight restored. Um, uh, uh, there's just all kinds of, of miracles that have happened on the mountain. And if you want to uh, want to come, just send me an email and I can give you the uh, information. I'm also be going to Machu Picchu um and Peru next year. Um um and um if you if you like just send me an email and I can I can send you all all the information. Um the um I'm just kind of looking at uh Oh, um, here's something here, real quick. I've got some fun topics to discuss. Um, uh, P and Cullen, you know that um, some of the some of the pilot, a lot of pilots now are dying from the jabs they took, from the shots they took. And there was a there was a a, a flight a couple, just a couple days ago it was flying from Chicago to Cleveland, Ohio, and they had two pilots on American Eagle flight, and the main pilot passed away from a heart attack from the jab he took the vaccine. And the response of the Biden administration, you know what they've suggested we do now? We we cut it down so they only have one pilot per plane. And if you have only one pilot per plane, and that pilot dies of a heart attack because of the vaccines that the Biden administration has forced all these Biden pilots and the, Amer- and the American Airlines have forced the pilots to get, that plane's going to go one way down. Everyone's going to die but that's the and we all need to stand up to that and that's been joined by 40 other um 40 other countries where they want to reduce the pilots british airways because of the jab program in the uk um has uh has canceled 10,000 flights uh out of heathrow uh at christmas time out of london because they don't have the pilots to fly it the pilots are dying off and um this this affects not only pilots but it also uh affects um our military as well I'll be having on lieutenant colonel Pete chambers talking about after P N. Cullen's wonderful presentation about how that's affected it I actually watched a video a couple days ago um where they were like giving the jab the pfizer jab to young recruits you know what happened there were like three or four of these young ladies in the in the military they, they gave them the jab and they collapsed on the ground um and it looked like a couple of them died but hey they keep doing it it's just like What's wrong with this picture? But anyway, I'm sure we can we can talk about that. And um, the majority of deaths now in the world are from the vaccines. Over 60% of the dead in the United States now, according to government statistics, are dead from the vaccines. So um, uh, anyway, uh, having said all that on a cheery note, um, <laughs> P and Kellen always have wonderful things to say Um, And uh, welcome, you guys. I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks so much for joining me on my show.
2: Thank you, Ted. We love our conversations together with you. Um, We always come up with the most organic, interesting things to say.
0: Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I do a lot of this spontaneously, and I also, you know, um, listen to my angels to see what they have to say. And um, that's one of the reasons God created coffee. Um. So that it gets your mind going and gets yourself going. But uh, any, anyway, um, what what um, what what messages have our our larkma friends uh, given given you recently regarding? I mean, there's just so many things going on in the world. It's hard to it's hard to focus it just on one issue, you know. Um, Uh, What what, what have they said recently? Um, Or talk about anything you like, actually. Uh, I mean, I always love hearing your opinions on things, so. Oh, I got your book, by the way, finally, it did come. Um, It was, Pia, was the one, I have it here, I've been reading it. Um, Short stories, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. My my faith in the U.S. Postal Service has been restored. Thank you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so
0: it was there but um but love your love your take on things and what messages we have from our and brothers and sisters so
1: thank you they they want us to use our imaginations and they want us to be able to envision something that is better than what we are currently experiencing so we're trying to incorporate that on a daily basis you know whatever is going on. I try to bring some kind of positive energy into it to right. envision something better, so that we can help co-create better than what the world is giving us.
0: Right. Well, that's that's excellent advice because we're powerful spiritual beings, and we can create what we want. And that was the whole thing about Doctor Moto. Said the same thing. Um, and I, I'll be having a show on on with him this afternoon. We did a we did actually a, a prayer. Uh, we did a, a prayer for world peace. Back when I had him on my show on July twenty fifth, two thousand fourteen, I was in Seattle at the time on KKNW out of Bellevue, and uh, I asked Dr. Moto if his techniques of visualization and prayer would help create could help create world peace, and he said yes, it it could. So as an experiment, um, I decided to do a ask everyone to pray for a twelve hour ceasefire to exchange food and medical supplies of among the Palestinians and the Israelis. Uh, in, in the Gaza Strip back then. They were having a, an, a, one of many of their little wars there. And um, uh, everyone prayed and meditated. I must have had about 30,000, 40,000 people listening to the show. And then um, I went, uh, went back where I was staying. That was at 3.30 p.m. Seattle time. And I got got to my place. And I flick I flick on the, um, the, the television, CNN, which I don't watch now, but back then I did. And that was about 8 o'clock at night, 8, 8.30. And right at the bottom of the screen, they had a red banner that said, the Palestinians and the Israeli just spontaneously agreed to a, to, a, to, a, to a 24-hour ceasefire for to exchange food and medical supplies. And Eureka, it worked. And I contacted the BBC and CNN. They all ignored me, but I, I didn't care. I knew it worked. So, um, and I've been sold on, on that ever since, thanks to the mobile project. So um, anyway, but that's important, right? Yeah. It is, so. Ted, it
2: really makes a difference when a large amount of people are concentrating their energy on a positive outcome, the T the TM organization right. used to fly people into areas that were um, filled with strife or or war or or other situations, and sometimes there was much as six thousand people meditating at the same time on on the ground at the same place those experiences so positive it changed things just like what you just described and there's now scientific evidence that 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 kind of activity really truly does make a difference so if we could get more and more people to focus their energy on a specific situation we could change the world. It, it's not that difficult.
3: It's just well, a
1: matter of getting people to focus away from their fear and their negative focus on everything that's going wrong, and focus together on what together we can make go right. I mean, after all, everything is energy, and if everything that's
0: right,
1: and our thoughts are powerful energy.
0: Boy. boy, I'll drink that's, to that.
3: That's great.
1: That's mm-hmm. one of the things LARPMA has been trying to reinforce. They they want us. To remember that we are empowered beings and to use that power in a positive direction, not just to simply let people do things to us, but say, no, we, we don't want that, and make some other choices by using our own intention and our own will.
2: It's it's interesting. Our our thoughts are much more powerful than we ever imagined. Right. It's, it's not just the actions we take. But actually, the thoughts that that we produce and send out into the world, out into the universe, have a much, much more powerful impact than probably anybody ever suspected. And it's it's now becoming understood that that thoughts, as Pia said, are generated by energy, and that energy, because it's intelligent, knows where to go. It knows what area, whether it's the human body, or mm-hmm. if, if it's a city, or if it's a country, that intelligent energy knows exactly where it needs to be utilized. So, honestly, talking about this, I hope people listening to this realize that we're much more powerful beings than we ever suspected.
0: Well, you know, I've got an idea. Um, there's a topic I'm concerned about. All the people who've taken the jab, and many of them are sick, or dead, or dying. And I'd like to do a mass healing for everyone on the planet, a um, healing of whatever people diseases people have. And I know we can we can make a difference. The, my Pleiadian brothers and sisters, and I'm sure Larkma could comment on this. Um, up on board the ship, the mothership. I know they've been bombarding the planet with lots of positive energies. Um, to raise consciousness so people make better decisions. And I know it's helping because a lot of people who I saw psychically passing away last year are still alive. Um, and, I mean, that's a good thing. You know, I run into somebody and say, I thought you were dead. But um, but <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're still alive, and um, it's not as bad as the negatives wanted it to do to us, because they wanted to kill us all off, but it's not not happening um and so i'd like to do a med- moment of meditation uh for that to send healing energy around the planet and i'm asking my plebeian friends aboard the ship oh they're doing it already they're bombarding the planet with lots of high energy but i want to visualize a, a prayer and a healing for everyone there's been such stories out there of people being you know um disabled Gian bar and all kinds of strokes and you name it people going blind from the shots, losing their hearing, all kinds of stuff, but I'd like to get them healed if possible. And whatever spiritual lesson they learned from trusting government, I think they've learned it, you know, um, and a blanket healing for the planet. So we, like, we could send out golden yellow light for the entire planet in, in a mass healing. That would be, I think that'd be appropriate. Um, yeah, visualize these people getting getting healed. And I guess the, the important lesson too is that, and and have them ask God in the galactics for help, because they will help if you ask.
1: Well, let us add this in, Ted. Okay. Says that the energy, you mentioned sending out golden light. Larkma says that the golden light is the energy of grace. So that's absolutely the appropriate light to send out is grace for all beings, just grace.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: Is that why um McDonald's has golden arches that's golden because they're I
1: don't think so. <laughs> I think theirs is more about monetary values.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But that's a that's a good thing to do. Um uh I'll be playing that interview I had with Dr. Moto this afternoon on my three o'clock show. That's that was like eight years ago. But it sure it sure turned my life around just doing that. Um that was a, a lot of fun. But we are all powerful spiritual beings, and I want everyone to visualize as well that all the lockdowns and the strife and the conflict that we've had, including the war in Ukraine, be be wrapped up by the end of next month. That things get back to, um, I don't know, like the old way of doing things was that great, but a new normal where people live in peace and harmony. And this is what President Kennedy and all the other great spirits I've been talking to, that's what they want us to achieve.
1: a a wave of energy coming in. We've got some rough times ahead still in the few next weeks, but there's a wave of really harmonious energy coming in on Christmas Eve. It's, It's a real high energy, real unifying energy, a peaceful energy that we can all participate in sending it out even further through the love and light that we send out. And that's going to be the first of several. There'll be another one in March that comes in. So we've got these waves coming in now that are showing the accelerated energy that we are both part of and that we are receiving help from at the Mm -hmm. same time.
2: Mm -hmm. Ted, you're absolutely right. There are so many beings, benevolent, loving beings, that are surrounding our planet at this time. There are so many ships there are so many beings that are overlighting us and and sending the most amazing love light and compassion to this world we live in or on in and on actually and all we have to do is tune into that all we have to do
4: right. is
2: allow that energy to become manifest. It's it's here. They they're broadcasting it, they're sending it, and all we have to do is open our hearts. Right. All we have to do is simply realize that they're here to help. They're here to support. Right. And it's it's phenomenal. Nothing like this has ever happened to our species. This is the largest amount of help we have ever gotten.
1: We're also hoping that now that people have learned not to listen to the government, that they will open their eyes and their hearts to recognize that we are not the only species on the planet, that there are many, many helpers and many other intelligences and loving presences that want to see us evolve.
0: Mm. And I know we're going to make it, ultimately. I know we're going to make it. We are. And the negatives are getting desperate, and um, I don't want to dwell on this, but I have seen light workers in the past, unfortunately, been affected by the negatives and been taken over. So, whenever you listen to anybody, um, if they say they're a source or God, there's a flag right there, because I have heard of people doing that—that that they're source. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> Ted, Ted, we're seeing what we call false prophets popping up. Right. there are so many people claiming that that they are god or they are source or they are the only the, source of wisdom the the only avenue for yeah. for enlightenment and as things get weirder and harder on this planet more yeah. of these people who are taking advantage of gullible gullible and honestly people looking for guidance or looking for help. There are so many people who are doing this for money. They they believe that that by simply telling people that, that they're special, that they have these abilities, it's becoming a wholesale problem.
1: And here's something interesting about that, Ted. Colin and I were listening to some of these people the other day, just checking in to see what's going on in the world they have adopted a certain vocabulary that all of them use certain keywords. And they're keywords that we of the light started using a long time ago, but now they pop those words in anywhere they want to, like anchoring something in or downloading something. All these keywords that are supposed to have significant special meaning. And the more of those keywords they pack into a talk, the more I look at them and shake my head and go, I don't feel any essence here. So there's a lot you know, of discernment that people need to apply to what they're listening to.
0: I, um, as you know, I take people to Shasta and Sedona and Peru, and I keep my fees way down. I just, you know, just cover expenses, basically, a little bit beyond that. But there are there are people charging, for example, $3,000 to Machu Picchu, sometimes five. Um, uh there are other people that are charging uh close to $800 or more to spend a couple days, two days in Sedona. And it reminds me of the old song Led Zeppelin song Buying Her Way to Heaven. They feel <laughs> like if they can spend all this money then they're entitled to go to heaven. It doesn't work that way. You can be broke and penniless and and find your way to God. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of money to get to that. And it, maybe it's part of the culture too where people feel like you know the more they spend on money on something the more you know back to get in return I don't know but I want people to know it doesn't matter how much you spend you know it's you are not you are not be able to buy your way to heaven because a lot of people out there are having difficult financial times mm-hmm. and I want them to know that uh, God doesn't seem to pick and choose regarding how much money you have and whether you're a good person or not um, you know what I mean I mean I've I've seen that as well Um, but uh,
1: that's one reason why we do our international live calls for free so that everybody has access to them. And then mm-hmm. if people want to get the recording, they can pay something for the recording, but the international calls are totally free. Right, so that right. Who Wants to participate in that can be available to do that with no charge. And and it's Ted, service. And
2: Ted, you're absolutely right. Culturally, we've been trained that if something's expensive <laughs> It must be better. It must. There must be something. There right. must be something authentic or believable if it costs a lot of money. And that's that's absolutely a game changer when when we see people charging exorbitant prices to take someone somewhere in right. order to, in order to help them open up and to to see a larger perspective or a, a bigger picture. There there are people that are charging ten, twelve thousand dollars for trips to Egypt or trips to Peru, or trips to many, many places. And there's no sense in that because we all know how much it costs to fly somewhere. We all know how much it costs to stay in a hotel. These these charges are so expensive that it's it's only visible that that the people perpetrating these fake trips are making a tremendous amount of profit
0: i know that i know it runs it like a business and yes. it becomes like a spiritual business and um i i know i've i've run into that myself i'm not going to name names um but people just just check you know check out whatever you do check out places if it doesn't feel right then it isn't and oh. then you- you get a lot of light workers who maybe used to be good, but they're maybe mind controlled now. Or they use MLK, mind control, ML, uh, MK Ultra techniques to hypnotize people when they talk to
3: yes. them. Yes, ab- and absolutely.
0: And everything, and, and I'm source, you know, I'm a healer, whatever. But, uh, you know, um, but uh, there are charlatans out there. You just have to be careful like anything else. This planet is probably the, one of the most mixed bag planets in the universe of good and bad and the ugly. I mean, you got all kinds of folks out there. And
1: <laughs> one thing that Markma explains, Ted, is that at a certain level of evolutionary growth, people all of a sudden figure out that they can take the lead, that they have something to teach, or that they can heal something, and they think they've reached the top. But actually, what they don't recognize is that all of us can do that. And that our job is to recognize our own gifts and the gifts of others, as all being equal but different. And that's right. how we come together to create a better whole. Larkma is very big on saying the time for teachers, healers, and leaders is over because that causes separation. Everyone is a teacher and has something to teach. That's right. One can lead the way. Everyone has healing abilities to heal themselves, and that's all you're responsible for is healing yourself. And then he's sending those healing energies out to others so that they can heal themselves also
2: we we think that that, that was one of Christ's biggest messages uh-huh. when 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 that energy was here speaking to the receptive or sometimes not so receptive audiences right he was telling the crowds you can do what i do you can do what you thought was impossible that that right. you thought only a mystic or only only a healer could do this and i think the biggest message that he brought and and mary magdalene his true partner in in spirituality mm-hmm. i think their message was everyone can do everything we can do and you need to realize That we're all in this together, and we need to share what all of us can do in in a much bigger way. And I think that's as true today as it was then.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is a time of truth, and things that are true will be shown to be true, and those that are false will eventually be shown to be false and fall by the wayside. Um, But I think people just need to be careful, you know. And... As with all programs, you know, I want people, if if, if something I say on this show doesn't resonate, I, you know, I want you to exercise your free will and not accept it. But if it resonates with you, great. You know, that's way with everything and everybody. I think that's people
1: the, that's the Pleiadian view, Ted.
0: Oh, really?
3: You know,
1: okay. OK. Your heart, And if it doesn't resonate, it's not for you.
2: That's we've, right. we've said this on on your shows before. Larkma is very fond of saying to to groups don't believe us trust in your own heart yeah and
0: absolutely
3: mm-hmm. that,
2: that perspective we should take to everything we hear ev- everything that comes to us if if it doesn't feel right if it doesn't feel good if it's not uplifting then it's probably not true
0: true that's a that's a really good point absolutely yeah, absolutely. Um, I wonder um, when this charade regarding our our beloved president—the best that Chinese money can buy—will expose him. Because most people know he's fake anyway. I, I don't, you know, he's referred to as the president in the mass media. But really, I don't know. If will we have to? Will we have to band together and get rid of him ourselves? Because no one's going to do it for us. We have another two years of this, uh, of this, this uh, (laughs) comedy theater going on. I mean, really?
1: People don't stand up and say enough. It's likely it'll continue until people do stand up and say, let's rip away and look at the true reality.
2: I I think more and more people are coming to the realization that American politics is a sham. That that it has been for, for a very long time and that, That believing in elections is something of the past. It, that yeah, right. It, people are understanding that that elections are absolutely rigged, and yeah, that yeah. that nothing nothing about democracy is still part of the American political scene.
0: Yeah, right, right. Well, the, the, uh, I asked my friend Albert Einstein a couple of months ago about the midterms. He just smiled and said. The definition of insanity is where you do something over and over again using the same methods and expecting a different result. You still have Dominion voting systems in 49 of the 50 states. Biden last week said there are 54 states. I don't know. Maybe he's conquered Canada. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not sure. But um, at any rate, um, and he said that, um, um, that, that you have the same systems. So why do you would you expect, why would you think Carrie Lake their their challenger in Arizona why do you think she'd win even though she probably had tremendous support why would anybody win why would Washington State for example uh get rid of Patty Murray a U.S. Senator who's been there for 40 years um the only thing I remember that she she did when she first got elected back in the 80 or 81 was that she wore tennis shoes but you don't hear from her otherwise um she's done nothing in my nothing that I can remember and all these decades, except collect her paycheck and be part of the cabal. But yet, she wins every election with 66.6% of the vote, every time. And it doesn't matter how many bad campaign speeches she makes or whether she campaigns at all, she always wins. So that's democracy, really, you know?
1: Interesting percentage, Ted.
0: I'm all right, sorry?
1: Interesting percentage, 66.6%.
0: Oh yeah, that's an angelic number, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I
2: think career politicians are all part of the the dark system. Why Why would people make a career out of being a politician, election after election after election? Right. By doing exactly what you just said, doing absolutely nothing
0: right exactly exactly
2: people people should have seen through the whole career politician syndrome because they're they're there taking up space but not creating any positivity they're not doing anything to really govern the people or help the people
0: one thing i was watching um it was about a month ago a little more than a month ago when i was watching a video on the demonstrations in amsterdam and and France, uh, Paris, and, and Rome against the government's mandates. And um, Admiral Helisaurus, uh ab- aboard the ship came to me and he said, uh, this is great, but Ted, where are the Americans? And I scratched my head, I said, I don't know, I guess you're sitting at home watching TV. There's a complacency here in this country um, that you don't find other places, and maybe we've had it too good for too long, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is. I didn't. I was speechless. I didn't know what to tell him. Um, you know, you look at all the, the hundreds of thousands of people demonstrating every day in Brazil because of false elections. Where's that kind of outrage now in the United States? Biden is obviously fake, but what are we doing about it? Oh, we bring our lawsuits. It goes through the courts. Maybe we'll get a judgment in 10 years. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't make sense, personally. It,
2: it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. It, it's amazing to us that anything good left in politics isn't being utilized. I mean, there there are ways of getting rid of a president and nobody is suggesting impeachment that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah, right. It's,
2: it, it, it's part of the system. I mean, it, it can be done. I think to answer your question is... Americans are complacent because Americans are probably the most spoiled people on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. The illusion that we've been fed for generations about how great America is,
3: right.
2: how powerful America is, it's its put the, the collective consciousness into a sleepy, sleepy place. That's right. And there's a second part of this, too. People are afraid to speak up because they are afraid they will lose their illusionary lifestyle. If they say something that rocks the boat, they're afraid that they will lose the spoiled, completely illusionary lifestyle that they think they still have. But if you look at America,
3: right.
2: there there are 30 to 50% of people in the entire country who are not eating enough food, who are not having adequate shelter. that—that right. That is such an outrageous percentage. I mean, we're, we're told that, that America is the greatest nation on earth and that the government takes care of the people, but the statistics and the reality do not show that.
3: Right, right. I
0: couldn't agree with you more, my friends. Absolutely. It's like what the media portrays on the television. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go to downtown Los Angeles. Go to downtown Seattle. Go to downtown Chicago. Go to Washington, DC. You'll see all the homeless people there who have and that's sad. It's very sad.
2: Ted, I think DC is the poster child for one of the most illusionary cities. People around the world think that that Washington, DC is this fabulous wonderful place the poverty the poverty away from the capital is is so huge and it has been for years it's not a it's not a new phenomenon the the poverty in DC is absolutely appalling Mm -hmm. but the image that's been projected worldwide is that DC is a wonderful place where everybody's happy where where everybody has money everybody's successful it has been such a lie
0: right 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 my guest for the next hour just popped in um very early but i'm going to bring him in and he's welcome to listen i'm sure he'll have some interesting things to say but we'll continue so i just want to say that to be polite to him so he doesn't there he is um you're right it is illusion it is an illusion and um, I just hope through all of this, my friends, that people wake up or start to wake up. Um, I think they are, you know, slowly but surely. I think I think they are waking up. Um, but um, you know, this the, the people are realizing too that, that the government and Pfizer and the big corporations have been lying to people about the the efficacy of these of these shot program. You know, um, none of them work. Um, there was there was data released. Uh, hackers got into the um either hackers got into the Pfizer website or they Pfizer was forced somehow to release their data on their shot program. There's like 186 different diseases in one Pfizer shot, believe it or not. And none of them benefit humanity. They just kill us. <laughs> That's all they do is kill us. So um but I think uh um People ask me how long this will last, and I what I say is it'll last as long as we allow it to last.
1: That's the perfect answer. Perfect right. answer.
3: Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: But but I think but I think there's something that's worth talking about. The controllers, the dark, whatever we want to call them, mm-hmm. didn't envision that that their tactics would actually help to wake up. world population they didn't understand that that the things that they have designed and this design has been going on for a really long time right they didn't they didn't have foresight to understand that what they've been doing is actually boomeranging and doing something opposite of what they intended it's causing people to wake up and say wait a minute Right. I'm I'm seeing things you're doing that I don't agree with, and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to partake in in these things that you're trying to force us to do. So right. in a way, in a way, the whole last two and a half years has backfired in many ways because more people are waking up and demanding the truth to come out.
0: Right. Right. I I couldn't agree more. Didn't Edgar Casey say? back in the 30s that Russia eventually would come to the aid of the United States and they would be a model for democracy. I, something There was some quote about that. I don't remember it exactly, but I do remember that sticking in my mind. And especially, I, I, frankly, I think Putin's doing a great job. Um, he's got his own issues, of course, but he's the one cleaning out the bioweapons dumps in the Ukraine right now and trying to get rid of the neo-Nazis. We're financing the neo-Nazis, sending all this money. And then it turned out to, uh, what was it called? The cryptocurrency, FTX or whatever it's called, um, that that Biden sent money to the Ukraine and they gave it to FTX, which was laundered money for the Democrats for the election. I mean, talk about corrupt. Where's the investigation on that? <laughs> I mean, I think Congress is finally waking up now. But I mean, that's, that's quite serious, fr- frankly. Um,
2: I don't I don't know what is going to cause a larger change in the collectives minds or hearts right. about how they can participate in a more powerful way. I don't know what it's going to take. It may take a financial collapse. It may take an earth-shaking difference in in how the earth is functioning. It it may take disease I don't know what the actual reason will be right if something huge bigger than the COVID catastrophe right has to show up it will take something big to truly reunite people to really really get people right to get together to make a significant change to say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. And
1: that needs to be not focused in one country or another. We need to get rid of separation all around Mm -hmm. so that we stop having these borders and boundaries around this is your country and that's my country because if there's no borders, there'll be no war.
0: Right, exactly. And that's what President Kennedy told me last year. He said, when people realize that we're all one, that we will uh, create a better, we'll, we'll realize that we all have God within us. And if you're fighting and arguing with each other, you're just fighting and hurting yourself, you know?
2: Right. Yep, that, that's absolutely true. You know, we just passed the anniversary of President Kennedy's- The park just a few days ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 59 years. Right. What have we learned since then right. in 59 years? Right. We we should have moved on and learned so much more about what's going on. Right. Each one each one of these design catastrophes, assassinations, nine eleven, the COVID hoax, each one of these experiences should have given us a springboard to know more about what's really going on behind the scenes right we we haven't done a very good job no seeing these symbolic situations and growing through them and making different decisions and that makes me really sad about humanity because we've had all of these occasions to wake up many, many many of them
1: some of what you were talking about earlier about the French and the Italians standing up and fighting right? because they have more of a sense of community. Americans do not have that sense of community or family. Americans have a sense of individual, me, 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 me. And because of that, the black community that's needed to be the voice for the people is not happening.
0: About a year ago, there was a videotape of done um, of the uh, Aust- uh, the protesters in Australia, which is probably one of the most fascist countries in the world now, unfortunately, and they had a backdrop of this song, which I'll, which I'll play in just a couple of minutes. I think you'll recognize it. It's called "We're Not Going to Take It." This is my high tech. <laughs> I think that's an appropriate song to play today, Uh, because even in China, even in China, um, they there's a place called Foxconn that manufactures the iPhones for the American market and the world market. They are they're fighting back, Um, and they've uh, there are like um, hundreds of thousands of people rioting right now in Guangzhou, just outside of Hong Kong. Right now. And the, and the police are overwhelmed. And the police, uh, the people said, this is enough. This is insane. We're not going to have any more COVID restrictions, period. And we're going to stand up to you. We're, we're standing up in China means means death.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, why aren't we out in the streets right now? Seriously. Why aren't we out in the streets? Do I don't understand need- it. Look at the Brazilians, hundreds of thousands of people protesting a fake election. How come we're not on the scene right now? I don't know.
2: I, I really think it's fear, Ted. I think people are afraid to speak up. Mm-hmm. They they are afraid that they will either get in trouble or they will lose their rights. And and the joke right now is we don't have any rights. The, the constitution has been removed from our sphere of, of, how we're protected. So I, I think most people in America simply are afraid to stand up because they don't wanna lose what they think they have.
0: Right, right. Um, I, I wanna bring out, I, I want you to stay, stay on the program, but I know Dr. Pete Chambers probably has an opinion about this um, because he stood up to the mandates um, and he's actually sued, uh, I think he sued the military on it. So I wanna bring him on briefly here. Uh, he, he's my next guest next hour um dr chambers pete how are you doing there my friend
4: well i'm happy to be alive how are you sir
0: <laughs> i'm fine i'm alive too and so are my other guests p and cullen um we we were just discuss- i don't know if you were listening but we were discussing about standing up to the <laughs> yeah
4: p- i was uh yeah i was fixing my dog some food over here in the trailer and uh yeah i uh i was listening in the background yes sir so well, why I, I, aren't they standing up i'm going to explain exactly why they're not standing up okay i have a psychic
0: kit that you could explain so
4: absolutely I've, having spent uh 39 years in uniform and being in 50 something countries around the world as a green beret paratrooper and as a flight surgeon i've seen the worst of humanity and i've seen the best of humanity and somebody asked me not too long ago just up the road from uh from me is a lake called lake travis and it was a wealthy couple. that invited me to come over and eat. And they asked me. He said, "In all your travels, now these are people that have been in probably half as many countries as I've been in, but they travel on a Learjet, and so they don't see the places that I see." They said, "So, uh, you know, what what is it that you can say about mankind, a human humanity, humankind that is similar amongst all these things? Whether they're wearing no shoes in the jungles of Africa, or they're uh, chopping wood and hauling water to survive." where they live in vienna in
0: los angeles yeah yeah
4: or yeah. los angeles and they have everything down the street from them and i said the one thing that's that's common amongst humanity is joy everybody just wants joy now some people's joy usurps other people's ability to be free right. some people's joy is just as simple as watching their kids grow up and and uh, and watching their daughter or their son get married and then uh you know everybody has their joy and There are people out there that exist only to be what I call joy stealers, Hmm. and they fit in the category of the wolves that are out there. Now, they might have sheep's clothing on, but they're wolves deep down. They might be good actors like 99.9% of our legislators, really good actors. They look good on camera. They can talk. They can pontificate. They're really smart right they're really smart they're not like me. they look
0: compassionate they act like they care about us yeah they
4: don't have a heart and and um and they're cold but we we have uh the reason that the united states specifically is not standing up is because we have too much to lose in the comfort realm right Mm -hmm. we have too much to lose in the comfort realm and so we're controlled because of the comforts that we have. A lot of doctors like me, you know, I was a military doctor, but half my career I was a, uh, a a knuckle dragger. You know, I carried a rifle and I jumped out of planes and until I got hurt real bad one time in combat. And then I decided I would become a doctor because I looked at the doctors in the hospital and thought, they're not smarter than me. I might be a grunt, but I can study just as hard as them. So I became a doctor. Uh-huh. And then they sent me back out to combat to be a doctor for the Green Berets. So it didn't keep me away from all that stuff, but, but uh, that's where I needed to be. That's what I was created to do. I'll say, um, mm-hmm. and you know, like David, I just hope that God has a heart for for me as much as He did for that warrior. Oh but, yeah. But, and I and I know He does because I wouldn't be here otherwise. I've I've been shot and blown up more times as a doctor than I ever was as a as a guy that carried a rifle and a pack on my back. Mm-hmm. But this is what I know, is that this country. I, you know, I just went out today, I'm in Central Texas and I went out today and I went down to go get some food and then get an oil change and get my tires rotated. And I'm just looking around at people and, and I'm just thinking they're still driving down to their Starbucks to get their this or that. Now I go to Dunkin' Donuts or I might go to Piggly Wiggly and get some coffee because it's a lot cheaper, Mm -hmm. but, but they're still able to have what we call freedom of movement in a very permissive environment. Right. and and we have three types of environments we talk about as soldiers especially in the special operations world is a permissive environment where everything is free appearingly Mm -hmm. appearingly free uh free to move and then you have a semi-permissive environment and a non-permissive and a non-permissive environment would be combat and a semi-permissive environment would be what we're seeing just about five hours south of here on the border with mexico where there's an invasion going on right now that people seem to forget Mm -hmm. and so you look at that semi-permissive environment, that's where you got to look over your shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. But because we live in this very permissive, free appearing in society where we still have money where we can still you know, turn away, we cannot see those that are less fortunate than us. that's right. Uh-huh. yeah, and they, and we don't and we choose not to really help them. We might give a donation here and there, but really don't have to do a lot to help somebody else. But when you got to do a lot to help somebody else, which I've done, uh put myself in harm's way to pull a little baby off a battlefield one time who was about to die Mm -hmm. so that that happens Mm -hmm. and that's where you got to say that's where the rubber meets the road so the reason we're not standing up is because life is too comfortable and i believe it was uh uh gentleman there that was speaking uh with p i see the name p i don't see oh p and cullen Yeah. yeah i was listening so i didn't see who was speaking but yeah cullen he was saying you know that that um you know it's just uh uh where where are they where are they where are they at well that's where they're at they're having their starbucks and i got nothing wrong with that but i but i just think that it's not uncomfortable enough yet so the whole thing and what else he went on to say Mm -hmm. the whole thing is could potentially collapse and that may be where we need to get before people wake up
3: yeah yeah
4: and i hate to say that
0: yeah i i I know i know what you're saying p.m and cullen love your
1: Say that you friend, are agreeing completely with Cullen when Cullen says they're afraid of losing their comfortable lifestyle. That's exactly what he was saying. fear yeah. is they're, they're going to lose a perceived freedom that they think they have, which is not really free at all.
3: Right,
0: right, right. So many people have taken the jab, and a lot of the excuses I hear is that they would have lost their job and an inability, their comfort zone if they if they stood up. Um, but on the other hand, a lot of them are are dying now, unfortunately, and it wasn't worth the price to pay to take the risk of losing your comfort zone and later die from it. I don't think so, but,
3: um, personally. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't think they realized, Ted, that they would be giving up their lives in order to keep their jobs. Mm -hmm. I think they couldn't go the distance with that thought to follow it from point A to point B.
0: Right, right. Um... Uh, uh, Dr. Pete, my friends um, P. and Cullen are in touch with uh, uh, some benevolent off-off uh, planet uh, souls named Larkma from the Pleiades, and they always have wonderful things to say. They're here to help us uh, get steer, steer us through this uh, this difficult time in human history. But I, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to you, uh, uh, Dr. Pete, um, for your um, for, for standing up. Uh, i know you uh i don't know all the ins and outs of your lawsuit but um you may want to talk about that briefly um uh, but I, I i and then we'll go back to p and cullen um on that to, to yeah. show what people can do sure
4: yeah i'd like to real quick uh once over the world on the lawsuit so there are several uh that are ongoing and i am it is not particularly my lawsuit it is it is uh, uh, a couple of different ones that i'm supporting as a fact witness and so the the suits came out of the SEALs that didn't want to take the shot and then okay. a couple of other uh, service members that didn't want to. We just had a case in uh, Colorado this last week with Todd Callender as the attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, basically what the, the two cases are the same thing, but one is based upon a religious accommodation, the SEALs case. They don't want to take it because they have certain beliefs. And then the other case has to do with, they don't want to take it because it's common sense now, and it's against the regulations. It's an illegal order, right? Mm-hmm. It's illegal, and that's what I ran into. As a guy that was taking care of soldiers on the border, uh, I had about 3,000 soldiers under me at the time, and uh, my job was to, by the doctrine of lesser magistrates, which is a, is a is a doctrine that was created by John Knox in the 1500s, but also our, our founding fathers used that as part of their, their write-up in the constitution, you have to interpose for the people that are under you regardless of who is higher than you so mm-hmm. you know my job in the military is also to co- to advise the command on operational things but also to be there for my soldiers because i'm the leader who is responsible for everything that happens or fails to happen and we've lost that we've lost touch in that in the military because we've we've either called out the good leaders or we we, we we've been broken by 20 years of war right. or we uh have uh sold our souls if you will and so this those are the categories i'm a pretty simple guy and that's it it's not binary there are some gray in between there but it's right. either you do the right thing or you don't and army regulations state that i must do informed consents which means tell the soldiers what the good and the bad and the ugly is for these shots and when i saw the information coming out i said no that's not right and uh this is the army regulation it's emergency use i must tell them the truth and when i did Out of 3,000 soldiers, I think I only had about six of them take it. Well, the command was upset, (laughs) needless to say. And they came down there and they sent a two-star general after I kept telling them, don't send the shots down here. They're not approved. They came down from Austin, which is about a six-hour drive down to the border. Uh And uh, they said, you can't do that anymore. We're we're telling you, this is a two-star in my face. And I'm just a lowly lieutenant colonel. I don't know anything. And so I said, well, sir, I I said, "I, I I can't do that. That's an unlawful order he said chambers it's not about the science it's about the policy get on the program and i said well no sir that that doesn't make a lick of sense because there's this thing called the hippocratic oath which says first of all do no harm blah, blah blah well that became part of the case in tampa the seals versus lloyd austin matter of fact the letter that i got sent by the command was exhibit a stating you will quit doing informed consents or recuse yourself and if you want an accommodation, tell the soldiers they're not going to get one, whether they have a belief in a religious belief or a medical reason not to take them. That's, so that's what I did. Uh-huh. That's what the cases are about, essentially. Oh, I see. I'm just a Fact witness. I'm just a person that knows the facts, and it makes me very dangerous.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: Um,
0: you don't look dangerous to me, but what he P and Cullen? He doesn't look dangerous, does he? I I, I don't think so. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, he looks
2: he looks real and informed.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: right, right. Well, he looks truth. safe. And, he looks safe and effective, actually. Safe and
4: effective. Yeah, that that was the uh, seals case, and it's interesting. They used the term "safe and effective," and the D- Department of Justice attorneys that were going against us, they were like, "Well, they're safe and effective." And then I said, "Well, first of all, they're not safe. This is how many soldiers I had damaged by the shots." Period. And because more soldiers came on, I ended up with 6,000 and then they mandated it on those guys. So I had no choice. They came on the border vaccinated. And that's when I got busy with soldiers in the ICU and sick. And we had six that were found unresponsive in their rooms. So at that point, I was able to say in court, they're not safe. Now, are they effective? Well, let me give you this this number. And this one really threw them for a loop. The uh, DOJ attorney, I said... Uh, Uh, 76% of the soldiers that came in sick to me were double-vaxxed. Ah, where did you get those numbers? I don't believe you. I said, they're right here. What do you mean? You didn't look at a study? I said, I don't need a study when I'm the guy doing it. Well, Mm -hmm. you can't prove that. I said, well, I can prove this, that 100% of those, I mean, uh, in those particular cases, the numbers were 100% for them that they were going to get sick from the shot, 100%, because I put them in the hospital. You're talking about a 22-year-old soldier with two heart attacks and a stroke. I'm talking about a 27-year-old with pericarditis, whose heart is so defective he had to get out of the military. Those aren't normal things. So it's a causation thing. Right. These are not normal things. I've been in the army for a long time. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a little bit off
0: there. No, no that's that's totally fine. You That's, can... a,
4: great, that's
2: a great analogy, actually. <laughs> For yeah. for the absolute ridiculous lies that are going on, that saying something like that is perfect.
1: That's yeah. a wake up call for people. I,
0: I I saw a video a couple of days ago. I can I can send it to you, Doctor Pete. But it's it's a it's a video of young recruits. Uh, they've been in the just just came into the army, all women, and there was about 20, 30 of them coming through. And two doctors, paramedics were giving them the Pfizer shot in on the um, on the shoulders mm-hmm. and From what I saw, there were about four of them who collapsed later, and one was unresponsive mm-hmm. and I checked with my guides, and they said that 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 poor young lady died as a result of that pfizer and The only thing the sergeant could do is said, "Get up this is a, this is the military. you must stand at attention and she said i can't'm I'm, I'm dying you know'm the vac- I, I can't the vaccine." And it's just insanity it's like um putting putting bullets in a gun and keep firing and and hoping that that won't be the bullet that kills you well why don't you know so i appreciate you standing up to this idiocy because we're not going to have much of a military or a country
4: left if we don't stand up they're killing us right ted and you brought up a good point is um why don't they stand up and so i'll explain how it happened that i should stand up is that um when i noticed this problem? I was busy because on the border when you have 12,500 people walking literally those numbers at the time walking across the border from the Mexican side to the US side uh a week that's how many came across a week 12,500 and wow. now it's triple that but at the time that's what it was and so that's 1248 miles of border on the Rio Grande well wow. uh so I was busy you know I was going everywhere I was you know traveling up and down the border visiting people doing stuff operations meetings I didn't have time to look at research. You know, I didn't have time other than what were the shots doing? So I'd get that, so I could tell the soldiers. But when Teresa Long, she's a Lieutenant Colonel out of Fort Rucker, she put it out her affidavit and I read it and I went, aha, she's on to something. Let me call her. So I called her up and she said, well, who are you? I'm on the border. Okay, I'm like you, I'm a flight surgeon, but I'm also military, you know, been in forever. And she was too, she's been in for a long time. So we knew the games. We knew how the shadow regulation system works. When you've been around for a while, you understand things. And so, but this this shadow regulation system does not result in a soldier digging a hole over here and then filling it in and digging another hole over there because it's a, it's a punitive thing. And there was a lesson to be learned. This shadow regulation system results in soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines dying. Mm-hmm. That is not, that's not sat as we call it. <laughs> it's not satisfactory. When we did finally get the the information, she got it to me, the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database, I looked at it, and I looked at what was happening in my soldiers, and I said, okay, well, let me correlate that with these numbers. I'll give you for an example. Neurologic disorders went up 1,100% over the period of six months after the shots were administered in a mandate to the time that it was recorded when I saw it. We're talking about 11x rise. That doesn't happen. That's not normal. And this yeah. is a database for the military, which is very accurate. Right. The VIRS data system is somewhat subjective. You can put it in yourself or somebody else can do it. There's some subjectivity to that. But the objectivity of the DMED data, the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database, the DMED data ob- objectivity is one for one. If you go mm-hmm. see a provider, they put in a number. The number says one, one, two, three, four, five, headache. Got it. There's a number. All right. It's pretty easy. Even mm-hmm. Jethro Bodine can figure it out. So mm-hmm. now you got these numbers and you know that they're accurate. All of a sudden, when we went to Senator Johnson and he looked at the camera and said, We've got this information on twenty fourth of January this year, and we do not want the DOD, Department of Defense, to change these numbers. You know what they did? They, they changed numbers. the numbers. <laughs> yeah, of
0: course, to cover it up. Illegally, of course. Illegally. Yeah. They front, said it was a way glitch. Of life in his current administration.
4: Yeah, they said it was a glitch, quote unquote. Well, that's bullshit. Investigate the glitch, do a forensics exam, and see where it was investigated. Who hacked into it? Who right. changed it? The system went down for forty-eight hours after that. After that hearing, sounds like our elections. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, I got it. But in the meantime, I got it. You had a glitch, or somebody hacked it, or whatever. But in the meantime, the national defense of this nation—these these, these threats—are a clear and present danger. To uh-huh. the national defense. That's uh-huh. what we do. That's why we stand and take an oath to, to pre- preserve and protect, to, to defend the Constitution of the United States. That's why we do it. It's not about getting accolades and medals and all this other stuff. There's two things it's about uh-huh. number one, the Constitution and love. Love is the second thing, because the truest virtue of a warrior is love. Love for fellow man, love for people behind you, next to you, your family back home. We don't operate out of hate. Now, if you operate out of hate, that's where you get in trouble but that's 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 my own personal Pete Chambers approach to the military
0: right, right do you think Sidney Austin is a traitor Lloyd that's, Austin the, the guy the guy head of our defense department yeah,
4: yeah Lloyd Austin he is a uh, uh I meant,
0: meant to say Lloyd Austin yeah. yeah he
4: has exhibited uh treasonous acts and he has and it's alleged because until you prove it you can't say any that he is do I think that he's guilty yeah I sure do but I have to say that right now it's alleged but Look, you know, if you hear a hoofbeat you don't think about zebras. You think about horses. So it's pretty obvious that the guy has has done things to that that have been uh, traitorous. And, you know, uh, Benedict Arnold was a good guy before he was a bad guy. That's mm-hmm. the definition of a traitor. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know,
0: the the largest naval base on American soil is over in Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. That was given to NATO last summer. There was no, uh, a a year ago, Summer, and there's no American flags on the base anymore, along with an aircraft carrier, the Harry S. Truman. In addition to that, um, NATO plans to install Christina Freeland. She's the uh, World Economic Forum Minister of Finance for Canada. So the WEF will have control over the largest NATO base, Navy base in America, without an American flag on it. Wow, that doesn't somehow make me feel real good about the future but anyway
4: uh, you try to do know. you try to do that in texas and i promise you this that'll go over like a sumo hurdler okay <laughs> <laughs> i promise you that
0: I you know it i know but virginia's liptard state and yeah, so they did, they, they did that they did that Might
4: there. need some help over there
0: right okay. uh, yeah so um Anyway, um, uh, P and Colin, I'd love your reaction if, if you don't mind and Larkman's reaction yeah, so. I'd love to hear
2: well this this discussion is is absolutely important and it seems like there is enough empirical and scientific evidence to back up what we're all talking about. And mm-hmm. the powers that be cannot continue. To continue to feed lies and misinformation, because there's too much real science behind what's going on with the inoculations. We don't we don't call them what many people call them. We call them inoculations because they're not they're not really life giving, life helping uh, material.
1: They're the you know, opposite.
2: They're, they're the opposite. So what what our position is is that. <laughs> there's so much information that's that's out there some people call it alternative information some people call it conspiracy information but actually it's the real truth
1: some people call it the truth
2: yeah well,
3: right, right
2: those who know call it the truth so this this misinformation that's it's being given to the populace yeah. is is going to be disbelieved pretty soon because there's too much information out that that contradicts the lies
3: Mm -hmm. i
1: would like to add i really like pete's stance that love is important and that we all need to be coming from a place of love because love is connected to justice and justice is about doing the highest good for everybody from a place of love yeah and that's really important in turning around our political views, our personal lives, yeah. our society, our military, all of it mm-hmm. needs to be changed to a place of coming from love. That's mm-hmm. so important. Thank you for bringing that up, Pete.
0: Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I think we're going to get through this, my friends. I've always been optimistic about the future, but um, its I don't know if it's going to be easy. I don't think it will because too many people are too trusting
4: yeah, I mean, some, yeah, Ted, that, that's exactly it. We're we, we're we're trusting, or we're too comfortable. One, but okay. right? there are probably some other categories in there. But mm-hmm. here's, you know, something that Colin made me think about is, um, there's this thing called a Hegelian dialectic, right? And we know mm-hmm. what that is, right? You know, okay. there's an agenda, and mm-hmm. they're trying to get to an end state, and so they use this, you know, this, uh, this thesis and antithesis thing. So let's just use this category. The agenda is the World Economic Forum or the elites or the oligarchs, and right. they want to rule the world at the bottom. That's their end state and, they, right. and it's a control thing. And it's a narcissist thing and it's an evil thing as far as I'm concerned.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. But
4: that's not the, the the country was not created for that. But it's it's become that because we've allowed it through. You know, there there is no real left and right when it comes to our people that sit on the hill that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, our votes really don't mean a lot at that level. Now, I'm I'm all about states' rights and about local community and all that. That's what I do. I go out and speak to communities all around Texas, and then we talk about a, a neighborhood watch program so that we can wake each other up and, and tell the truth. But we have to understand that right. before I go into battle, I study really, really hard. And I learned this a long time ago as a young enlisted guy. I study really, really hard on what the enemy is going to do. What is the enemy going to do and how do they do it so mm-hmm. that I can survive and so that I'm responsible with soldiers and they survive and we all go home together. Mm-hmm. Well, what I look at in this is the, the tactics and the tactics is because this is a fifth generation warfare we're in and fifth generation, if I, if you look at, you know, first generation being, I threw a rock at you and you threw a rock at me and right. all those different generations that brought us up to fifth, fifth right. is the hearts and minds and it's done through digits. There you go. Unrestricted warfare.
0: Yeah, the Chinese wrote this about using biological weapons against the United States to destroy it. That's exactly I, what they're doing now.
4: I've studied that in many different texts, including that one. And so you have to understand your enemy. That's why. That's why good commanders will be up late at night reading this stuff, so they can go out the the gate the next morning and, and understand that soldiers beware of this, because most soldiers, like me when I was young, did not understand that.
0: You know, you know how Montgomery won the battle against Rommel in the North Africa in North Africa in 1942-43? He read Rommel's books right. on tactics and he knew what he was going to do next. Right. So you read this book mm-hmm. written by the Chinese on using a vaccine biological weapons
4: against the United States to weaken our military. It's black and white. Right. So, so we we can look okay. at that Hegelian dialectic which goes all the way back to you know, the last, the, the first recorded time when I would read about it would be Plato and Aristotle. You know, we talk about a Platonic nightmare and Aristotelian, well, both of them were students of Socrates and when they would argue or when they would have discourse, this dialectic came into play. Now, fast forward to Germany and, and Hegel comes along and he says, hey, we can control the masses if we do this. We'll take them off their game by presenting two opposing arguments They'll be so busy, occupied on that, that we'll push the agenda. And then the left and the right will give a little bit and they'll give a little bit. And it always ends up going towards the evil or towards the chaos. Right. And that's a you know a, a law of thermodynamics as well, but everything goes to a higher state of entropy or chaos. Mm-hmm. And here's the rule about chaos, because Green Berets, there was a book out there called The Masters of Chaos. Mm-hmm. The way we do our training is 12 guys are spe- expected to jump into the middle of nowhere and create armies, and overthrow governments, and and protect other governments, and and cause mayhem and chaos behind the enemy lines. That was based upon the Office of Strategic Services in World War II, and the Jedbergs, and all that stuff, and the undergrounds. Create chaos. What's the first rule of controlling chaos? Because you look at it, and you think, oh my gosh, all this has happened. The shots, the energy sector, the food supply, all these things. The 5G, what are they doing next? No, 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 no. If you do that and you argue those dialectics, opposing things, the more ridiculous it seems and the more emotional you get about it, you know they've got you. So if you detect emotion in yourself, stop for a second, think about it, get the emotion out of it, and think, what can I control? And this a pilot will tell you this, and a guy like me who jumps out of planes for a living, or I used to, when my shoot malfunctions, and I've had two of them in my career, I have to do the first thing that saves my life. A pilot has to fly the plane not figure out why the gas is empty fly the plane a, mm-hmm. a paratrooper like me has to reach that first emergency procedure thing the controllable that i can control and when you do that and take the emotion out of it you survive when you don't you succumb to terminal velocity gravity getting squashed into the ground like a bug mm-hmm. so you don't want to do that
3: right
0: right 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 exactly exactly simple you know, the Biden administration has proposed in, in response to all the pilots dying now flying, that we cut down the number of pilots instead of two in a, in a flight, Pete, to have just one. So that when that pilot, if that pilot's vaccine and dies of a heart attack, the plane will go one way
4: woo,
3: down. So
4: anyway. We we working on that too. We I'm part of a group that has uh, done uh, some masterful uh, research and explanation to the federal aviation administration in canada in australia the different versions of it that they have and in the u.s Mm -hmm. and as a flight surgeon i have written my part or done my piece but explaining just that you can't have two pilots vaccinated right now because if they both go out we got a problem and there have been a rash of pilots that have died in flight in the case of bob snow a story that has been talked about I went to that hospital and I I was there when he was put in the ICU oh wow Um, he died after he landed the plane and they brought him back on the tarmac because or on the uh the the jetway because there happened to be a corpsman on board that did CPR until they can get an AED on him when he woke up he said I had to take the shots first thing came out of his mouth when I talked to him in the ICU they forced me to I didn't want to take them but American Airlines and all their infinite wisdom force these things on them because of mandates based upon the FAA and Pete, Pete Buttigieg, who is running the Department of Transportation. So we've put them on notice. When you put somebody on notice, the thing that follows is a lawsuit. What do I think about lawsuits as much, about as much as I think about lawyers, but they're, they're a necessary evil. We've got to do them because if we don't keep them on their heels, they'll I mean, keep doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. Guess what I used to do.
4: Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: i was one of them i'm not named you
4: yourself well you know what I, todd calendar is a great friend of mine and he's a he's an attorney so
0: yeah yeah most some of my of best them, friends are lawyers they really know, are so yeah. i mean you know i know people who know lawyers and i was used to be one right, but right. i mean we're just kidding of course but uh right. at, at any rate um um PN cullen do they have do they have uh, ask larkma do they have attorneys up in the plebeian i don't think they do do they they, get, they probably get along
2: they, they don't, don't they don't anyone. need them because there's no separation there's no there's no distinction between equality with everyone so I no see. there's there's no need
0: for that kind of
2: ad, advocacy
1: and it, all decisions are made for the highest good of all out of a place of love so see, i
0: just well, heard them laughing now
1: <laughs> <but>
3: <laughs> anyway <laughs> good stuff
0: um,
2: this is this conversation is is incredibly interesting because what what we're facing is is the worst case of smoke and mirrors yeah. what we're facing is people you talked Pete about trust a few moments ago and people have been railroaded into trusting politicians and this is a big statement speaking to a physician but many people have trusted the medical community as always being right yeah. always knowing always knowing the answers when actually they didn't but right. their training led them to believe that they knew more than their patients and this this is all part of the whole situation of trust of authority and one of the things we must do is to suspend our trust in authority. And I don't care if it's a politician, a medical doctor, who's who's not coming from a holistic point of view, from a a different point of view than what the AMA trains. And I think, Pete, you will probably agree with that.
4: I would love to comment on that because that's a that's right up my alley. So when I became a, a physician, my dad was a small town doctor. He was an osteopath and he would go out and do um, house calls in the pickup with me carrying his little black bag. You know, we'd go around and we would trade for things and we would, people couldn't afford to pay and they'd give you some preserves or a half a hog or something. So that's what we did. And that community was awesome. Uh, but over time in the late, I mean, he, was, he was a doc in the 60s and then in the 70s. And then in, in the late 70s, he got sued for the first time and he never had insurance or anything. He just got sued. And it was a lady that he had sent to see an attorney because uh, and this isn't about attorneys because she had got a a procedure done by some other doctor that my dad had recommended. And they said, well, sue everybody, just sue them all. And so my dad got sued, but then she came back to see him after she got healed up and all that. And she came back to see him as his family doc. and, And he said, well, I thought you sued me. And she said, well, I love you, Dr. Chambers. I would never sue you. But he realized what was happening to society the noble cause of medicine, which he was one of them, I'll tell you that, that who loves their patients, and they loved him. And there are doctors still like that out there. But that got usurped by the people like the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's and, and the petro chemical, you know, big pharma, Uh, you know, the word pharma is, is come from, you know, the Greek, which is sorcery. So you know, when you when you look at that stuff, and you think, hmm. Maybe there's something to this. So I became, I had a choice. I could have been a DO or an MD. I became a DO like my dad. And then you're still licensed and you still practice medicine. But even that profession has gotten to where the, the residency programs have combined and they're still teaching this very allopathic approach, which there's there are needs for that. Look, I was a trauma guy in surgery, I mean, in, in combat. My job was to stop bleeding. I couldn't manipulate somebody out of bleeding. I couldn't you know, fix their body so it would heal itself. I had to actually stop the bleeding. So there is a need for that, but Mm -hmm. there's too much of a push towards the pharma side and that Mm -hmm. has to do with the mighty dollar. And my cousin, who's an internist and I love him to death, he said, I've never made more money, he's an infectious disease guy, than Mm -hmm. during COVID. He said the CARE Act was paying us $39,000 if somebody went into the ICU with COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I'm gonna take that. Well, I mean, if you're if you're throwing that carrot out there, there are some people who will sell their nobility for business. Right. Right. They're human beings. Yeah,
1: we have to say also, Pete, I don't know if you know anything about our background, but I used to be a clinical psychologist and Cullen was an anthropologist archaeologist. So we walked from a totally different background of where we were and being part of paradigm. Into this new paradigm where we're working now to raise people's consciousness mm-hmm. through understanding that we are not the only intelligence in the universe, that mm-hmm. there are others out there that have perspectives that can help us grow if we listen to other perspectives and follow our hearts through love.
4: Right.
1: I think everybody needs to consider a paradigm shift of coming from a place of love, of coming from a place of seeing what's happening right in front of them right. and making decisions that are guided by the
4: heart. You know what? That's a good point, P, because uh, sometimes, you know, I, I, I can't help if you, if you take anybody and you put them in 20 years of combat, your heart can become cold to the human side of things mm-hmm. because you, you have to make decisions that are very tough and it's the ugliest place in the world to be. But I've said this before and I'll say it again. I have found the most beautiful things happening on a battlefield too, where mm-hmm. somebody will step out and, And practice that true love, you know, greater love hath no, you know, man that he would lay down his life. But laying down your life doesn't necessarily mean taking a bullet. It's taking the time to lay down your life to do something for somebody, you Mm -hmm. know, to stop, to think about it. So when I go somewhere and I have to convince a community, I've done this before in central Afghanistan, in a a village area on the border with Pakistan, southern central, uh, to a crowd of people that doesn't speak my language and me and my broken language of theirs. Uh that they taught me, which you know I might as well have been speaking Alabama English to them they wouldn't have understood me but <laughs> <laughs> but they these people I had to convince them that the things that I was bringing to that village the twelve of us that were coming into this place and there's six hundred eight hundred people in this village that that if I let these bad people do this to you, all right or come and take your children to to fight for them or your girls so they can do bad things to them. That if you don't do what i'm telling you to do this this bad thing is about to happen to this village you got to convince them but here's the deal this bad thing is about to happen to this country and there will be people that will make the decision to avoid what you're saying Mm -hmm. to either by cognitive dissonance or by being sold to the dark side one or the other on that one Mm -hmm. uh, or perhaps they're too comfortable to think about it because I'll have somebody, we'll be having a conversation about this. Well, what's your thought on 5G or what's your thought on, you know, the, the famines that are to come? I was like, well, you know, this is what could possibly happen. I'll tell them the worst case scenario because I want them to understand that's the worst case. But hopefully we don't get that. But hope is not a plan. So if you want to know, listen, well, by about a third of the way in the conversation, they're done. They're like, hey, I got to go, you know, I got to go. I got to get my nails done here in a minute or whatever it is whatever thing that's gonna make them more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, man. And so I used to be so frustrated with people like that because my heart was cold after coming back from war, but it's been a few years. And now I look at him and I think, God, man, I feel so bad for you that you just can't see that the king has no clothes. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's it.
2: Yeah, and, and that that's that's a very interesting way of seeing life We can't talk anybody into something they're not interested in achieving. We can't can't do it. And there are so many people trying to change people's minds right now. They're only going to change their mind if they're working through their heart. Their brain, their mind, is not going to allow them to step out of their habitual patterns, their habitual addictions to what they believe is real. And it's really important that, that we teach by example. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're doing in the world right now in, in what you're achieving is you're simply teaching by example, you're sharing what, you know, it's important to you in your heart, not your mind. And that's the only way, that's the only way we're going to make a difference. And that's why these, these radio shows and television shows that, that, someone like Ted is doing, and there are many other people doing this too. And
1: bring these intelligent conversations to the top.
2: That, that is the way to reach people, not, not by politically or economically right. trying to shove them into something either they don't understand or something they don't agree with. It's just not going to work. That's an old paradigm understanding.
3: Right.
2: What, what you're doing is actually allowing people to see a different way Mm-hmm. Of understanding the big picture, understanding the truth, and yeah.
4: I have to say, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. Well, and I appreciate it. There need to have be- that. It's good to have that feedback, Cullen, because sometimes when you're alone and unafraid, you don't know if you're doing the right thing. But
5: Thank you.
4: I just feel like you know, and and and, and if, regarding the what you just said about the the diff, this media, this level of media, I call it like tertiary level media, but very important um Ted I doubt you have Pfizer commercials right (laughs) (laughs) no actually um Pfizer's been
0: unhappy with me because uh I take people to Shasta and at Mount Shasta they get miracle healings they get they get Lyme disease cured among other things and Pfizer right now is working on a vaccine for Lyme disease so they haven't they haven't been happy about my my shows I, I don't know what to do um you know, the the head of Pfizer said that uh, Albert Bruja, whatever his name is, a couple months ago, oh. he said that they were a purpose-driven company.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> purpose.
0: <laughs> uh, the purpose is to reduce the population. And everybody clapped World Economic Forum, including uh, Christina Phelan, who's now set to take over NATO, who will have have control over the largest naval base on American soil. I think that's there's a problem with this picture, but yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe I should go down to Starbucks and and tell people drinking coffee down there. Hey, there's a problem here. I, I don't know if they would listen or not. But, but anyway, but yeah, well, I know I don't have Pfizer commercials. No.
4: I'd like to add something that just I just thought about here with this is, um, you know, we were talking about the intelligence preparation, the battlefield, if you will, the, the understanding what the enemy does. And here's the second part to that. Is that Sun Tzu talks about if you know yourself and you know the enemy, that you know the outcome of the thousand battles and they'll probably be prosperous. Well, we have to understand what is it so it's so that we can recreate this this thing that Colin's talking about. And I, and I agree and Pete is we it's got to come from the heart and it has to be true and there has to be it has to be above reproach your, your story. Right. You're you're real. It's it's not a not a story like I'm telling you a story, but you're 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 with the way you live. You, it has to be above reproach, not to say you're perfect. I'm just saying you got to be above that, because, listen, I've been approached by lots of people to say, hey, why don't you come to work for me? And I do a little research and find out they're connected to the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Well, that's called controlled opposition. They want to pull me out and say, hey, we're going to offer you a lot of money. Well, I'm a guy that retired out of the military. We don't make a lot of money. And I live in a 21-foot RV trailer called a Jayco. And me and my dog, and we go around the world and we talk to people. It's like, uh, you know, I'm Charles Corral on the road again. You know, I'm a <laughs> member of that show. But, uh, but uh, wh- we got to figure out is what is it about us that makes us see it so clearly? What is it about that? What, mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because when I meet people, some people go, yeah, that's it. That's the thing I've been trying to figure out. And the other people say, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a nut. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm a nut, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist because the theory means I can't prove it. I'm a fact witness, and that is proof. And so I have proof. I've seen it, and here it is. So Wait. conspiracy, well, that's you know, con- people conspiring, getting together to do something. And I think that that is taking place. I've seen behind the curtain in D.C. I was a short period, a, a liaison to a very high official in D.C. when I finished up my job at Fort Bragg. I saw behind that curtain. I saw what took place. I was being courted to be a United States congressman from the state of Oklahoma. And they were like, we want you to take this seat. And we're going to have you talk to Halliburton and KBR and Exxon. And they're going to show you how to take care of people that that grow oil. Well, I'm like, I don't want to do that job. Well, that's why we want you to do it. Well, you know what it was? They were trying to buy me because I don't need those things I don't need those comforts because I have comfort right. and you right. know this little poll right, right here. here comes from the Indian nation and this is a this is a witch doctor's poll this is a you know medicine man poll and that's right. what I got when I got became a doctor so that you know right. they say well because I'm from the Chickasaw Nation and so that's what you you know it that's what you do because you take care of people right and so I can I don't know anything else so is that what it is? Because you maybe grow up a certain way or why are your eyes open? I guess, Colin P, I'll throw that back to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's, here's, that, here's, a simple, here's a simple
2: guideline, I think, for what you're talking about. How will people see you? I think if, and I don't mean you, I mean everyone. All of us. Authenticity, integrity, honesty, yeah. and transparency. If, If any of us who are trying to help if we show those elements in how we communicate, how our personality shows who we really are, if if we're successful at using those parts of us, that will allow people to see that we're speaking the truth. Those, those elements, everybody can feel. They don't have to go through their mind. Their gut and their heart will tell them this person's for real, this person's telling the truth. So if we use those elements, we're gonna be successful at teaching by example.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, right.
0: Pete, I, I'm a member of the Cherokee tribe, so I, I um, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to well, meet
1: you. Go ahead. I'm, kid, <laughs> I'm you. also part Cherokee and a member of the Cherokee tribe.
0: Oh really, fantastic. That's, that's great, that's great. My
1: grandfather uh, raised me with with Cherokee principles and stories and training oh, from time I was a little girl.
0: Beautiful, yeah. that's beautiful. Right, great. Well, we're all part of one big family, I think. And, uh, we are indeed, we are indeed. So I, wanted-
2: uh, I think, although we would love to speak for hours with both of you, I think we're going to let you two continue on. Um, because of where we live, this is way, way past our bedtime. So I think... I'll buy a cup of coffee. (laughs) Well, it would have to be Starbucks, Ted.
0: (laughs) I just... Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I don't know about you, but I just love nanobots, and that's what they have in their coffee nowadays, nanobots and
1: graphene,
0: and God knows what. But anyway... (laughs) Great meeting you guys.
1: Very nice meeting you and having this conversation. We have a lot in common.
2: I'm glad that Ted I'm glad that Ted brought you in early so that we could have this very organic communication. Mm-hmm. And and I want to say something personal. The the background of a of a DO we respect immensely over an MD because the the understanding of the human body through someone who's gone through DO medical school is much more holistic and much more effective, I think, we think. So I think that you took the right road in your medical training and practice. Thank you for making that decision.
1: We both respect that very much in you.
4: Well, I appreciate you, thank
1: you. Okay, maybe we'll have a chance to talk again. It's been nice meeting you tonight. And Ted, thank you. We will see you again at a future date.
0: I'll send you a, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fix up another date here soon. I'll send you an email later today. So,
2: All right. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank you thank both you. for what you're doing. You're both making a huge difference.
0: Mm, thank you, my friend. You are Good to too. You. So glad to see you both. <laughs> Happy Link Thanksgiving. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye for now.
0: Here's my friends. Bye bye, Kia. Bye bye, Dylan. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's good to have you. I want to tell you a little story. Um, I think I've mentioned this before in my show, but they, uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, tried to buy me off a little more than a year and a half ago. They wanted me to join Simon Parks at the tune of a quarter of a million dollars a year to spread disinformation to the American public and others around the world through this through my radio show, and I refused. And since that time, I've had a number of death threats on me. Um, um, but I'm protected by angels. I'm careful where I go, you know, um, so uh, I'm okay. And uh, But I, I went through, the, they tried to buy me off, I refused. I didn't work this hard all these years to just give it away to that agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is, um, the, I'll send this to you if you like. It's the actual memo issued in 1967 by the Central Intelligence Agency. And it's a memo urging all um of the cia officers around the world to to always use to use the word conspiracy theory anytime anybody would would accuse lyndon baines johnson of of engineering the assassination of of our dear president kennedy and it's stuck in the media because they control the media through Operation mockingbird there's a lot of journalists out there today who are on the payroll uh from what i've heard and uh i refuse to be part of it now parks is part of that all that mess but i don't trust him and there's others too as well you know the the the, wow. the media you think are, are light workers but they're not so you have to be careful
4: yeah you know I have seen uh you know I used to think well Fox News would be the one I'd watch because I tend to vote conservative but uh sure. Sure. before I really knew what was going on in DC right And and I'm not saying they're all bad but anyway um but Fox News what they'll do is they'll they'll pull you in right? They pull you in like this, like they're going to give you a big, nice, warm hug and bring in all the Fox Newsians. And we say, all right, Fox Newsians, this is what's going on today. We're on your side. I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe that this is what they're doing to you. And then they drop a grenade right in the middle of that thing. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they disappear and they're not on the topic. Like Tucker Carlson, it's taken him forever to even say anything about the vaccines. Right. You know, and so I I quit watching news a long time ago, but I pay attention to things and I'll pop it on if I'm traveling in a hotel. I don't even have a TV, but I'll pop it on just to see what they're talking about. And you can just see through this facade of we're going to control that dialectic, that Hegelian dialectic opposing Mm things. They give those to us because the same people that own that, when you look up the chain and you go up the chain, you got BlackRock and Vanguard and all these big companies that own all this stuff right no, that's the oligarchy that we're talking about so our right. our federal government truly is not very effective and probably is is defunct at this point and they're just you know being puppeted if you will this is my own personal opinion by right. somebody up there that's that's pushing the agenda based upon financial reward for mm-hmm. theirs and their own right. and and uh, there are still some up there I I spoke to Louis Gohmert not that long ago down in San Marcos Texas uh just about an hour from here and uh yeah he's just he's getting out he's he's fed up with it you can tell I mean he didn't say that but I can tell he's just he's he's broke down but he's an honest man I can Mm -hmm. look at an honest man in the face and tell whenever I'm speaking to one Mm -hmm. and uh you know and there's a few more up there um Senator Johnson he's been on our side throughout all of this
0: oh yeah good man from Wisconsin yeah Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. and so there are still good people up there it's just hard to find it's hard to find right Right. Why is AOC worth twenty something million dollars now when she's getting you know, came in as a bartender and then she's getting a hundred and something thousand dollars a year as a congressperson? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Well Obama uh, Obama came in with very a lot a lot of money and he left a multi million billionaire? Millionaire? I forgot. I, I lost track of how much money it is. So, you know, they they uh they they get they get paid off, obviously, what happens uh, that right. way.
4: And, and so, you know, I can't really focus on that. I can control the controllables, as we were talking about before, and say, what can I control? And this is what I do. So where right. I'm at now, I went to a citizens meeting last night, a local neighborhood watch, and I just talked to them about, that's good that you're helping your neighbors, you know, watch out for each other, but how about this? What happens if we get another storm, another winter storm in Texas, which they don't typically get snow in McAllen, Texas, but it happened a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. and everything shut down and people died what how are you going to support that operation and then I gave them some ideas on how to do that and then I've done it in a few different communities that's where I focus my efforts now is just talking to people locally but I still get on the speaking circuit and shows like yours Ted that uh speak truth Uh, I've been on some shows that are straight up controlled opposition and I know it but I if I if I get on that controlled opposition show and I don't let them take me down a rabbit hole of conspiracy theory, this and that, like you're yeah. talking about, because they try to, to bring you down that. That's true. They do. Mm-hmm. And, and I just I just say, well, we could talk about that, but then I'd be caught up in the dialectic. So let me talk about the things that I know.
3: Right.
0: And,
4: and they give you that. They give you that leeway. And so I've, I can get my word out regardless of who's talking to me. I've, I've had to negotiate with Taliban before in their villages. Really? So I, can, mm-hmm. I can walk in and out of bad places and survive. And I have. Uh, mm-hmm. perhaps there is an angel around me I mean I've got a Saint Michael medallion here and then you know maybe that was what I don't know I've yeah. been my that truck can, has been blown up today. in Iraq and I walked away yeah. so there's a reason for it even <coughs> is right here and right now because tomorrow I don't know what's going to happen right Just for now is the reason
0: right right well you are heavily protected like I am and you have to remember that and I ask for help every day mm-hmm. uh, there's some spiritual techniques I use actually um, I cover myself with a cone of white light, then I put a series of mirrors around me, facing outward. And then I always ask for help from Archangel Michael, and other guardian spirits, and they they do help me. So, and, and I know that. So, um,
4: yeah, well, that's it. I, I believe that you know there are there are guardian angels, and I and I I have not met them, but I I know they're there. So it's just something that it's, it's a it's just like my working dog that follows me around everywhere, Joe. You know, Joe, come here. We'll say hi to Joe. Come here, Joe. Okay. Come here. Joe is my guardian angel, that's a, that's a visible one that, that uh up here, up, up. So he takes care of me. And uh Oh, oh sweet. <laughs> and he's always with me. He was on the border when I was working down there and uh mm-hmm. saved me from a couple situations. So, you know, right. I, I know that uh, you know, we're we're tight. Yeah, <laughs> we're tight. That's great. That's great.
0: That's great. Um yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, nice to have that protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great, Pete. That's great. That's great. Tell us, um, how can we how can the public help you with your um with these lawsuits or your work? Is there something you have a GoFundMe
4: PayPal no, account? I, I don't have anything like that myself, but the, the people that I've helped with that I help is Dr. Lee Vleet. She's out of Tucson, Arizona. She runs truthforhealth.org. It's okay. all together. And it's not it's FOR, Truth for Health. Dot org. okay. In, in that, it's a 501c3, so there's a tax deduction that they get if they mm-hmm. if they donate, and uh, you know anything will help because what they're doing is not only helping service members that have injuries, it's a very robust site regarding the injuries and what to do if you think you may have, how to kind of uh, teach yourself some things. Um, there's a way to actually enter in what if you've been vax damaged, kind of like the VA system, um, but also the lawsuits that are going on they've been instrumental in funneling some of that money that's the donation money to root to them and they don't she doesn't take a dime like a hundred percent of that goes to the operations of that because she's a, a active physician so she keeps herself going doing that but this money goes to those cases to soldiers that need help sailors airmen marines and so that's a really good resource so i always point people there because i have enough you know i get disability uh you know i'm a service connected 100 percent combat disabled soldier so I can I can survive but it's, sure. it's that that is the primary cause right there
0: oh that's nice that's yeah. not my dad was in World War II he also had a service-connected disability
4: he's passed on but yeah yeah well, well that's those things not only help you or me or mm-hmm. your dad where you know you get a check every month but it also helps your children Because my son, you know, is in college and he can go to college and gets a certain amount of money to help with his studies Mm -hmm. and things like that, too. So it's been really good. Uh It's not a good way to get it, but if you get it, you you know, you use it the best way you can.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. Well, I know we're going to get through all this, you know, Um, and I think it's important. I I bring up these uh, sometimes difficult, challenging issues, not to make people depressed, but rather make people aware of them so they can fight back, basically. Mm -hmm because mm-hmm. if you ignore it it's just going it could get worse you know if you don't,
4: don't absolutely enjoy. if we ignore them um right. it was uh i don't remember who said this and there's been different versions of it but mm-hmm. we fear that which we do not understand right and if we don't understand it then there is fear and so right. it's our job to do the opposite of fear because you know me personally in my scriptures it says we, we don't live in a spirit of fear and right. so if you do that it it lowers your anxiety level your life is easier you feel better you you right. you pull that evil off me Ricky Bobby if you will you know Talladega Nights right. but uh you yeah. know you 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 walk differently and you're comfortable regardless of the surroundings
0: yeah 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 well we both were um you were you were in Atlantis as well so was I and at, at that time 12,500 years ago is when the society imploded itself because there was a group of civic, political, and military leaders who tried to control the planet and ended up blowing everything up. Mm -hmm. And we tried to stop it but failed. But this time, things will be different in a good way. Mm -hmm. We'll be able to turn it around.
4: Um, I believe you're right. I I think that uh, the good will always, the light always opens up to darkness or the darkness.
0: Right, right, right. So I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always stronger than the dark. And yeah. I know we're gonna be uh successful ultimately. That's right, Ted. Yeah. yeah. I've been uh, broadcasting on my show every uh every week for the for over nine years now with the oh, wow. of raising uh consciousness and helping humanity with the ascension and, and I've I've been here fifty two thousand years, so yeah. I've been patient.
4: <laughs> yeah, you gotta be patient, right? You well, know, you know, I don't know who it was that connected us, but I sure appreciate it. Yeah, Josh, Josh Yoder. Oh,
5: okay. okay. Uh,
4: yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because I' yeah. there's a show every day, which is awesome. I, I love being able to speak and tell the truth. But, uh, you know, we yeah. just, uh, Josh, great, great man. So, yeah, he's the one that we're working with, with the FAA stuff.
3: Oh, good. Oh, good.
4: Oh, good.
0: I don't see how the FAA actually, Pete, can, can, can ignore the issues because we got pilots passing away while in flight for heaven's sake you know and the Biden administration wants to cut it down to what one point that's a guaranteed disaster right there I mean
4: it I is and it's, and it's so absurd that it it draws us into that dialectic which takes us off our base and I had a Delta Force buddy of mine tell me this he said he said can you make a shot standing at 100 yards on a little piece of steel with an iron side on your rifle and I said yeah I can do that he said, well, "What do you use to do that?" I said, "It's called natural point of aim. You stand naturally and you just point with your finger, and you're going to hit what you shoot at if you've done it enough times, like us." Uh-huh, right. So, but he said, "Well, what if it came up right behind you? Would you would you switch your body all the way around backwards, or would you turn around again and get that natural point of aim on your base?" I said, "Well, yeah, I would switch my body and I would get my natural point of aim back. I couldn't make a hundred meter shot standing backwards; It'd be impossible. I'd have too much tension in my body." Mm-hmm. He said, "All right, now imagine." They're shooting mortars at you and they're coming in above you and they're doing that and they're putting mustard gas across the battlefield. This is what those dialectics do to people. They take you off your base and you don't realize that you're getting hit by three right. different dimensions.
3: Right. We spend right.
4: all this time running in, you know, on a treadmill, but not going anywhere. Right. And right. so we, we got to learn to, if it get, like I said before, if it gets you emotional, right. step back from the emotions of it and just consider what it is that you're really looking at. Right. Sometimes there's a there's a smoke and mirrors involved.
0: Well, I really want to, this kind of show today, I really want to empower people, and that's what I think you're helping to do with explaining yes. what can be done. You know, Gandhi, Gandhi was one person, and people come to me and they say, well, I'm just one person, what can I do? And I say, well, look at Mahatma Gandhi. He was able to get rid of the British Empire in India in 1947. He was just one guy, you know. President Kennedy was one person, too. Look at all the good he did before they assassinated him.
4: Well, it's that one person, you know, there's a saying from uh, 480 BC after the, well, it was 479 BC, uh, a year later after the uh, Spartans held off the uh, Persians at the Battle of Thermopylae, or as Mm -hmm. the Greeks say, at thermopylae. But Mm -hmm. he wrote that out of 100 soldiers, 10 shouldn't even be here. 80 are nothing but targets. And nine, they are the warriors and they the battle make, but the one is a leader and he'll bring the others back. So sometimes you got to be that one and at least be one of the nine that actually is in the fight. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be a target, well, good luck to you. And please don't be one of the ten that shouldn't even be here. I tell Uh my soldiers that all the time. Uh Sometimes one person can make the difference. One. You're right. That's true. When you're speaking truth. And we're all like little
0: snowflakes. We all have different. uh, You're the only person in the universe like you. (laughs) <laughs> it goes, And that goes for everyone listening today. You're all unique, very, very unique. And we're all very powerful too. And we're meant to create a much better and happier world. We're not meant to be in slavery. We're not meant to be uh, digitized. That's the next thing they're working on. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York, they want a digital US dollar. So they will restrict us to spending no more than $50 a day. You will not have more than $1,000 a month income. If, you, if your social credit score is low, like in China, they'll cut you off. They won't allow you to spend any money. That's what they're headed for, this ultimate control. I don't see it being as successful, but people should be aware of it, because that's what beware, they're
4: Be aware that their end state is trans, transhumanism. And uh, that's right. uh, part right. of this modified RNA technology, is to allow lipid nanoparticles to carry in certain chimeric molecules or structures into your body which right. could contain graphene and other things that are more toxic right and they can be right. kicked off by EMF they can be kicked off by you know time release type things so there there are things that uh technology combined with humans is not supposed to destroy the structure which is perfect which is deoxyribonucleic acid your DNA right you know where that came from this
0: this
3: technology
0: oh this it, technology yeah it, it came from area 51 from reptilians and grays mixing doing experiments on us humans for the past 50 60 years so this is well planned out they've been doing this a long time hmm. and the technology is a good uh, thousands of years ahead of us but we can still fight it i mean i'm not saying that to discourage people i'm just saying that's where it's coming from right and um you know it's it's um uh, in 22 other star systems pete um, the reptilians and other negative civilizations have gone into human planets like earth and they've offered benefits to the book to the to the elites that in exchange for certain benefits that they'll that that they they reduce the population of a planet like earth by 95 percent and then they be then they turn this planet into like a slave like planet that's what their goal is mm-hmm. ultimately but it's not going to work but that's what they that's what
4: they um, want. That's, that seems to be what the uh... The people that have signed on are uh, undertaking isn't it
0: yeah that's right and klaus schwab's father was an ss officer who used concentration camp inmates to run a factory in Bavaria, outside munchen out of dachau in world war ii nobody talks about that but when klaus schwab talks about he talks with his german accent he's got a background there's a reason why he's authoritative he his his family were a bunch of Nazis so he's simply bringing that into this new world
4: order that's all it is yeah well it's not surprising
0: yeah yeah he reminds me of Dr. No on James Bond
4: (laughs) yeah kind of does doesn't he (laughs) yeah Yeah. um Alex Jones asked me about him when I was on his show he was the first show that I did Mm -hmm. and uh he said what do you think about that guy and he flashed his picture up and I said oh well I'm not here to talk about him I don't know him so he was trying to drag me into that, you know, and then he asked me about January 6th. And I said, look, I I wasn't there. I can't talk about stuff I don't know about. I can have a theory, right. but then I would be falling in line with, you know, the other stuff. So I don't know. I can tell you what I read, what I think about. I'll tell you that, but I can't, you know, I can't tell you much about it. And I wasn't there to talk about that. But anyway, yeah, he flashed that picture of Klaus Schwab. And all I said was, oh, he's a rough looking character. And he said, yeah, he, he is pretty rough looking. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. yeah
0: but uh, january sixth my friend I always wonder whatever happened to the speedy trial rule that's in the
4: that's in the uh constitution that have been to suspended suspended what for what uh well because if you if you think about this the uh and that goes to the doctrine of lesser magistrate stuff I was talking about when you uh-huh. look at um the constitution as it was created in the constitutional convention which took place after seventeen seventy six when they got together, the states, and think about this, they were called states for a reason. We have a state department right now, and it it governs, not governs, it, it negotiates and it does diplomacy with other state countries, France, Germany, et cetera, all the countries of the world. Mm-hmm. And so they were states, they had individual sovereignties. And somewhere along the way, the founding fathers decided that we should have a uniting uh, uh, body that would then negotiate with the the mostly the English who had most of the suppression on the country right. and so then the states the sovereign states created the federal government all mm-hmm. right the three bodies of it and to to govern but it was not created to be superior to the thing that created it because that's impossible they can't mm-hmm. be superior to the to the sovereign states so when you create a place like District of Columbia it is not a state Mm-hmm. It is only governed by the federal government. Okay, they have a mayor, right? Yes, a right. City. But that, that that does not fall under the US constitution. So therefore, the January sixth people in that jail are not afforded those constitutional oh, rights. The Third inter- Third
0: okay. Interesting. All right. So they have no rights. In theory they could be there for another thousand years. I don't
4: know. I would you would you would pray not. I hope not, but I mean Right. And so that's, that's, that's my understanding of it. Somebody explained it to me and I said, aha. Okay. That makes sense. It makes the most sense. Right. Because in these States we are afforded those rights to a speedy trial. Right. Search and seizure. Yeah. Proven guilty. All those things. Oh, interesting. Um, I haven't seen that with that DC, uh, that
0: district. Right. That's, that's very interesting. You would think, Somebody, some crafty lawyer could bring a a lawsuit against the system there. I'm not sure. They would have to go to
4: the Supreme Court to to rule on it because the Supreme Court is one of the three uh, arms of the federal government that could do that. Could do that. I don't know that uh, there probably is somebody working their way up to it, maybe in a circuit court somewhere, in an appellate court. Right. But I don't
3: know. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, this is a time of truth, Pete, and I think things are coming evident. Um, I just hope um, people around the world are waking up. Um, It's a little frustrating right now. There's a lot of good people in America, Um, but you know, you look at the Vietnam War back in the late 60s and early 70s, people stood up against that. It did have an effect too, getting us out of Vietnam. Um, But we need some certainly more of that nowadays. I'm not advocating violence, by the way. But the, 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 the protests and, and making people aware, I just wish there was more of it right now, I said.
4: Yeah, I've done violence before on behalf of my government downrange, and it's not the answer. What the answer oh. is, is once again, what P and Cullen were talking about, and we were all talking about love, but mm-hmm. also um, that mm-hmm. it's it's about, um, we we'll call it peaceful resistance. You just have to do the opposite of what the Nike commercial says. Just don't do it. You know, <laughs> if we all just don't do it, guess what? Right. We'll get there. Right, exactly. Yeah, we will.
0: We will. We will. That's it. What's the posture of this case in Denver you were working on? When do you think they'll render a decision?
4: So the decision comes out what that what I'm hearing between 2 to 3 months. And so in the 2 to 3 months that we have to wait, um it can do one of three things as far as I understand in my non- uh non-legal mindset that i that i what i know now mm-hmm. um it can either be dismissed but they didn't dismiss it and they had the opportunity to do it based upon standing the standing basically that the two soldiers that had originally filed the claim um are getting out one's out and one is getting out but they were getting out because they were drummed out um therefore that argument was made in the very beginning of the trial standing and so the judge allowed us to continue, so the standing thing was sidestepped, so to speak, uh, based upon eloquent discussion between Todd Callender and and Dave Wilson, the two attorneys on a, on our side, if you will, and so that was good. So I don't think it'll be dismissed. So it'll either go up to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. or it'll go back down to be discussed again with more evidence, if 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 the arguments that were made in the 15 minutes that, that that each side had that was it you only get 15 minutes really? wow. and oh. uh, you get 15 minutes in the appellate court there are three judges there's a there's a um uh senior judge if you will sitting in the middle and two other judges and then they deliberate and they come up with an opinion etc but they had 15 minutes to argue their case and then 15 minutes on the other side and you can hold some of your minutes if you want to rebuttal uh-huh. with the other side and they did yeah. that and so they used 10 minutes, Todd did, and then he had five more minutes. And we waited for the other side to speak, and they did for a little, almost 15 minutes. And then uh, they came back with five more minutes. And then the judges were perplexed because some of the things that were being said on both sides didn't jive up. And some of the things that the soldiers said didn't, there was there was an argument there at that point. And so my feeling is, is that it will go back down because of the argument. And that it would require then more evidence and things like that, but that that's good. Because the first time that they did it, and it did go to the appellate court without, they weren't able to to have all their witnesses in order to to be able to speak. So this might allow that. So that adds more time to the case, of course. Because if you're looking at three months possibly for a decision, and then you're looking at possibly having to go down to a uh, lower uh, magistrate, then uh, but it, at least it's not dismissed. So to me, that was a win.
0: I think what's going to happen is um, you're going to win your case, and um, but it's going to take work, of course. You got to keep pushing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and one thing important to remember: um, I, I don't want to. Well, it's it, it's a fact that about forty-two to forty-four million Americans have died from the vaccine since January of last year. Mm-hmm. Can't get around that, and more and more are dying every day. And the longer the litigation goes on, even. Um, the judges will not be, they cannot help but notice, like movies like Died Suddenly, which is a great movie. I urge everyone listening today to watch that movie.
4: Yeah, I, I was uh, in that.
0: Oh, you, oh, you, oh, that's right. You were, weren't you? Wow. Okay.
4: Yeah, okay. I was uh, just a small piece, but I spoke in the very beginning and then another little spot during it. Mm-hmm. Right, right,
3: right.
0: But
4: that's right. And I, and I, 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 I know this. I know that one of the judges scratched her head and she said, I thought that the shots were approved. And David Wilson, the attorney, said, no, none of them have been approved. Well, what about, what about community? And he said, Comirnaty was approved for one day. One day. day. It was disapproved on the same day. Yeah. It didn't even make 24 hours. Yeah. But because of that, the DOD then used that one day to write a memo to say to the subordinate commands, we have an approved vaccine, full steam ahead and so then they just gave whatever showed up which was Pfizer Moderna uh, and Johnson yeah. Johnson so yeah. she didn't even know so that was another question mark So that was good because she's gonna have to go back and do her research because she even argued it almost like she was arguing for the other side saying no yeah. I think you're wrong counselor I think that they were approved they were approved for several hours in a day they weren't it was, it was
0: a shell it was a shell game it you
4: That was no game. But that's a good thing because now she's questioning it. And right. like you said, all these things these right. the, you know the the 58% that right. the CD said uh people that have died from COVID were from the shots this year, that's what they're admitting to. Right. Uh with the and that was based upon Veer's data, and we know that Veer's data is about 1%. Uh, that's that's right. It's showing that's correct. That's and so it's probably about 90 something percent that have died from the shots and not the the actual covid thing you know covid is coronavirus and coronavirus has been around since before i went to med school right, as right. a common cold virus
0: right right yeah mm-hmm. right
4: well, it is. it's just been weaponized
0: so if if they for example say that 33,000 people have died hypothetically i think that the figures are much more in the various system but if you've got 33,000 mm-hmm. if that's 1% now it's a harvard study that said that statistically only about 1% of all the injuries are reported in the ver system which is the government database system right so if there's 1% so you're actually looking at 3.3 million
3: mm-hmm.
0: logically I would say that's closer to being correct that's closer to being correct so a 40 a, a death rate of 42 million is not that far off that's those are comparing and contrasting the, the population of the united states in january of of 2021 was 368.1 million down to what it was a couple of months ago, which was uh, 329.8, no, 326.8 million. So you just simply do the math, percentage it out, and you're looking at 12 to 14 percent of the U.S. population dead, gone, nada. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also having an effect, by the way, on the employment of the of the the economy of the United States, because you got tons of jobs everywhere, but they can't fill it. So you get slowdowns. You get problems with the airline industry, with uh, the post office now, which is always hiring because um, Biden forced a lot of post employees to get the jab. And a lot of those are dead now or disabled; they can't work. So you get these supply chain um, problems, and you're going to see that in the in the healthcare system too yeah. coming up.
4: I, oh. I think you're right. Um, you know, we're seeing that locally. You can go to a hamburger joint, and there'll be a sign in the door saying "Sorry, closed. Looking for help." yeah right nobody there
3: Mm -hmm. yeah right right right
4: Right. mysteriously well here's here's the thing i do know and this is you know when you look at an insurance uh industry and they talk about their morbidity and mortality tables and actuaries and whatnot uh, 50 increase right in doubt deny that you know they're not they're they don't i don't believe that they can hide certain agendas uh just like they thought they could hide the defense medical epidemiology database until we showed it and then it some mystic, mysteriously shut down for forty. Oh, they,
0: they, they corrupt government shut it down. I mean, why should we trust anything they
4: say? And that's the problem. So that that system was created for this. The system was created for doctors like me, on the front lines, and then really for doctors like Teresa Long, because she's a master of public health, to say, hey, wake up, sentinel event. There's a lot of people being damaged by neurologic disorders. Okay, well then we could be ready for that.
0: they will be that's on the show my- you- in a couple of weeks.
4: But that was what it was created for yeah but it, right. it never gave us that warning it never said oh by the way we're seeing hiv go through the roof which is happening it's a 300 to 500 percent higher
1: mm-hmm. so when you're
4: seeing that you have to say to yourself well, why wasn't that system that our taxpayers are paying hundreds of millions of dollars for this company called unisant to it's a it's a third-party company it's not a government agency unisant is not only has access to the data Which to me is an operational security violation because if the enemy knows how many service members are being injured by this, they can do their math and go, they're weak right now, let's attack. Okay, if I'm thinking like a bad guy. Mm -hmm. So there's a concern there because they were reporting that data to Pfizer, to Moderna, to Johnson & Johnson, some of which are foreign entities. Can we trust that those foreign entities wouldn't have some way that it could slip out the back door that, that information? That yep. we consider under HIPAA as a uh, private—that's uh, right. Information. Good point. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So for people like me that that protect soldiers that are on the front lines of this country, uh, literally on the southern Texas border, um, you you get concerned about information. You 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 protect it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: There was a figure that came out a couple of months ago, Pete, i run it by you, that there were something like 40,000 children, on average, illegal children, who were coming across the border, and they were funneled into sex trafficking and adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, Biden had ordered um, border patrol guards to issue social security cards to the illegals coming across the border illegally so mm-hmm. they could work anywhere. I mean, the whole thing is such a mind-boggling
4: mess. Yeah, and um, i don't have any knowledge on the on the what the border patrol does as far as that now i do have the knowledge on the tactical level of what they do okay and what they do is they I've, I've been on the border every third night when i was down there every third night i spent with my soldiers um they they count heads basically they bring them in they're all wearing a wristband around their wrist like you would wear to at six flags or something like that that says i've paid my tax to come across the border to the cartels I somewhere see. between a thousand dollars per head and five thousand dollars for a family unit well wow. you think about the hundreds of millions of dollars that they're making monthly wow. yeah. um and that's a that's you know cartels are are not friendlies uh they are terrorist organizations according to the eyes of the state of texas now because governor yeah. Abbott has ruled that as an invasion mm-hmm. on the border and that mm-hmm. they are ftos or foreign terrorist organizations so you see that then when they get across the border they count heads they put them in a holding facility for about 72 hours maybe and then they put them on buses or planes and send them around the country now there's a, there was a system that under the trump administration called title 42 which has been since rescinded That's and so that title 42 was remain in mexico policy if you're seeking asylum then we can we can talk about that and bring you in but most of these countries are not seeking asylum they're just being told hey, get on this bus, go here, go there, go through the Daring Gap in Panama and work right. your way up through Mexico, and they're given a menu, if you will. And I've seen these menus on WhatsApp on their phones. And then when they get across the U.S. border, they get rid of that phone, and then they're slapped a U.S. phone in their hand. Now, in Del Rio particularly, in South Texas, a little town on the border, um, I was there when 17,000 Haitians showed up over a 24-hour period. Oh 20, in a little bitty tiny texas town yeah. and probably about 20,000 people in that town yeah us people so the it just matched the population of that city that that got across at that point of entry wow. there were probably another 6,000 that snuck across at different places on the river we just couldn't control it we only had about 50 u.s national guardsmen and about 100 uh department of public safety officials wow. 400 and uh so it became a management problem just overwhelming the system. Mm-hmm. Look, I had a soldier in my unit and my United States Army unit that mm-hmm. was from Mexico originally, who came across that border when he was three years old. And he told me, he said, I see how you are with the people. You're good with them. But he said, this is overwhelming our system. And I yeah. came across that border. Yeah, He's yeah. older now and re- going to retire soon. And he served in Afghanistan, Iraq with distinction, mm-hmm. but great American. But he even says, we can't Sustain this we just can't sustain it right, right. Uh, well the, the, logistically the, the
0: negatives the cabal wants to destroy the United States by overrunning the borders right in any, any system at all absolutely no system no right system.
4: and that's a that's a Marxist technique and if you look at the famines around the world and the history of famine and the history of war they come together with um pandemics famines oh. and war they all go together
3: mm-hmm. and so
4: they always have when Stalin did that to the Ukraine, back in the Stalin era of the USSR,
3: right.
4: um, it was called the Red Famine because they overwhelmed the Ukraine with migrants. Huh. Right, So that's called human osmotic pressure. And it's something a friend of mine, a war correspondent, Michael Jan, has dubbed that name, mm-hmm. human osmotic pressure. The ebb and flow of humanity gets pushed to places that have from places that have not. Mm-hmm. Well, why do these places that have not have not? Right. And the reason is, is that, it's famine it's food and so right. they we have enough food in the world to go around for everybody mm-hmm. and somewhere around 1915 when they created this uh, ability to uh, call the Haberbosch technique which allowed for uh, fertilizer to increase mm-hmm. its uh, ammonia in it uh, mm-hmm. Germany they, they found this out that's when the population exploded and somewhere around the time of Henry Kissinger uh he came out with a letter that said. Well, the the world can only sustain so many people.
3: Yeah, I remember
0: that. And then
4: shortly thereafter was called the Cairo Accords and meetings, and then they decided as a United Nations, uh, that yeah, we probably can only sustain about five hundred million people in the world. And so we need to cut the increase of humans being born. And then you saw the increase of the eugenics programs.
3: Right, right. And
4: so when that happened, then you have this this uh these elitists or oligarchs that see an opportunity to use that for their own good, and that's right. when it, that's when it went south. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. And then you got the Gateses and all those people that come in, and you know, right. Bill Gates is the second leading in not investor, but uh, person that donates to the World Health Organization. Yeah, I know. The World Health Organization is now looking at pandemics. And you see, right. once again, pandemic, war, and famine—they go together. Right. Same thing. Uh, to do that, same thing. So we have to look at the patterns do right. pattern analysis and say, Hey, this is happening to us. Wake mm-hmm. up.
3: Right. Right.
0: It's right.
4: fascinating. If I was a bad guy, I couldn't have created a better plan.
0: <laughs> and it preys upon people not waking up. It preys upon them um, being uh, sedated almost to the point where their lives are almost too comfortable.
4: Right. I, you know, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. But uh Stephanie. yeah Well, that, I've been... oh,
4: but if you're listening don't be distraught and don't worry yes. because yeah. uh you control the controllables what you can around you make friends with your neighbors that's right um, figure out mm-hmm. how to support each other because it could become dark if it does right the worst case but if it if it gets difficult just remember you know we're all in this together and there will be people out there that want to help you and just look for those
0: that's right that's that's absolutely right that's yeah. right. And uh, God and the light always wins in the end, you know, even though it may seem bleak at at the moment. Um, But, um, well, I appreciate your work and for standing up, um, Pete. And uh, I'm sure you've faced many times, a death many times out in the battlefield, haven't you?
4: Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, More than I wanted to. Yeah, right. Civilians and soldiers alike
0: uh-huh right 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 um i almost hate to ask this but um on the border now between has biden pulled the troops out is it free-for-all you don't even need to get you just walk across the border and you're given money and i mean it's just ridiculous uh is that what yeah so
4: that's uh it depends on the state so you know we look at texas new mexico arizona and california as having contiguous states what the 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 mission that I was on was Mm -hmm. specifically for Texas. So Biden has pulled out the federal troops. Uh, He did that, and in in response, then Governor Abbott put us on the border from Texas and said, all right, you go down there and under Operation Lone Star, with 600 soldiers we started with, we went up to 6,000, and I think we're just a little bit less than that now. Um, We are looking for a needle in a needle stack, if you will. because our job is not control of population that's the border patrol's job our job is to look for the bad things coming across a weapon of mass destruction some kind of nefarious actor uh the fentanyl stuff uh guns coming across money going south because sometimes cartels in the north transfer their money across the border back south uh, because they'll go out into cities and across america and they'll sell drugs we just in my little bitty town of three thousand people we just lost our postmaster because he took some uh, oxycodone, which was prescribed, but he went and he ran out, and he went and bought some off somebody, but it was laced with fentanyl. He didn't know it, and he died.
3: Oh, what a shame. Right? Yeah. So
4: great guy, known him forever, uh, yeah. not a not a drug addict or anything, very functional person, ran our post office, wow. and this is just one story. How many more stories like that are there? the well, yeah. size of a, a head of a needle, can wow. kill a person. Wow. Wow. You know, little little part of well, particle. that's made in China, isn't it? That's another import from China. It's a synthetic um uh synthetic medication that and it can be made, but they're making it now across the border of Mexico I see change from you know the marijuana thing because a lot of places have legalized it, and so they and they've changed from cocaine because it's too hard to transport and takes too long to make. They can make big batches of fentanyl and they can push it across the border, and that's another way to uh well, what is a Marxist technique? It's uh, demoralize a society. That's right. a that's right. a Marxist technique. Uh-huh. to right. Demoralize. And that's is you know, in my in my book, a satanic thing is to demoralize you to make you depressed, to make you feel like oh, oh the sky is falling and what am I gonna do? And then you, you're demoralized. Right. right, right. Well when you've got a twelve to
0: fourteen percent death rate right. um and millions, tens of millions wiped out, uh that would kind of be depressing that way. Mm-hmm.
4: It is. And then, you know, and then for my little town, it was depressing because everybody loved that guy, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, yeah. and that's just my little story, but there's lots of little stories like that. And that's, that's what's, what's so difficult. And uh-huh. then, uh-huh. and they're, you know, in the recreational drug use, they're, they're, they're lacing it in there. So we're losing more and more people every day just because they have a, a bad habit that they choose to put in their body doesn't mean they, de- they're deserved of death, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you're right. stealing a lot of joy. Right. Right yeah right so if i'm ever president of texas i'll change that <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> well, our governor we don't know which way we're going to go with this thing
0: yeah 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 well um you're you're uh you have an interesting history there because you you're all you were your own independent republic from 1836 to, uh, to 1846 all right 45.
3: that's right yeah. they were Republic so. of texas.
0: Yeah, the Republic of Texas, so you have a... um, And uh, I like Texas because you believe in freedom. You yeah. believe in rights, and it's a good good place. A lot of good people there.
4: Yeah. There there are a lot of good people, and, and it's... Uh, honestly, that spirit is still alive,
0: mm-hmm. that same
4: spirit. And, you know, the spirit of... Uh, you know, they say, well, you're from Oklahoma, you're not fully Texan. I'm like, well, let me tell you about two Texans that are fully Texan that came from other places. One of them is called Davy Crockett. You ever heard of him? Yeah, he was from Tennessee. You ever mm-hmm. heard of Stephen Barrett Travis? Yeah, he was from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, they stood and they created the then Republic of Texas. Mm-hmm. And so there is that spirit that is still alive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something famous that that William Barrett Travis, was William Barrett Travis, not Stephen, William Barrett Travis said, was he said, fellow citizens and compatriots, I am calling, you. I'm shortening his speech. I am calling on you on everything that is dear to the American character to come to our aid with all dispatch. Because he knew that they, like the men at Thermopylae, were going to fall. But Mm -hmm. by that martyrdom that they went through, they solidified the nation. So right now, I believe we're in a time like that where come to our aid with all dispatch. We're not talking about soldiers. We're talking about fellow citizens and compatriots. Come to our aid. Everybody has to be together in this because that is how, I don't know that there's, that you know, I like using winning and losing, but that is how we come together to get through this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 not a kinetic war that we're dealing with. This is a fifth generation. This Mm -hmm. is, like I said, digital. It's uh, transhumanist stuff. It's it's not there's no bullets being fired in this thing. Right. That's true. That's true. This is and this is not just a fight for fellow citizens and compatriots of America. We're talking about humanity.
0: Right. Right. As a as a world, it's a war of the minds. It's a war for humanity. Yeah, it's a different
4: kind of war yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is a the, probably the most important um uh, battle. battle that we will we in this lifetime will deal with but it is also um the probably the most interesting time to live in in this country you know I always thought well I grew up in the wrong generation I should have been there at the Alamo but you know I'm thinking this is a pretty interesting time
3: yeah yeah yeah
0: in some ways more more important than World War II even
4: Yes, I would I would venture to some say. Ways. Although it
3: was
0: tough, we were
4: basically... I won't take that away from anybody that's ever worn a uniform and served in any period of conflict. You know, we went right. through 20 years of it ourselves, you know, okay. and right. some people have 12 combat tours. I mean, you know, my uncle was in Vietnam with two combat tours and that was enough to make him, you know, deal with issues for years. Mm-hmm. So some of my compadres have had, you know, 12 combat deployments. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's hard on a person. So you know, I have several myself, and and it you know, I don't say, well, oh, pity me. I just say, well, I understand you better, you you Greatest Generation, World War II, or my I had an uncle in Korean War. Or, and, you know, if the Nazis
0: had if the Nazis had won, that would have been horrible. That would have been the end of humanity.
4: Uh, yeah, like and that. and if and if we don't really wake up and say, hey, we're su- we're supporting the uh, Nazi regime of the uh, Azov Battalion uh, serving under Zelensky in U- Ukraine right now. Uh, we'll see that that's still continuing
0: i just saw a video last week about all these russian prisoners of wars who were slaughtered by the ukrainian neo-nazis they don't keep prisoners; they just kill them you know i mean we're we're and we don't we have enough problems in this country or that that money now being spent on the ukrainian war could be spent or spent here for our own people right. i don't understand it and congress doesn't seem to care nobody objects it there are a few people in congress that object
3: to it but you know um
4: a few a few it's just like that hundred soldiers thing I go back to that it's just always just a few that really are are leaders right right they're expected to be leaders they don't know it some of them don't but uh, they're expected to it's not about lining your pocketbook that's true that's true <laughs> yeah
0: well good luck uh, on your uh, lawsuits you have the uh, I know you have the support of all my listeners worldwide bringing sense common sense and i think the justices will will rule in your favor it's going to take some work but
4: you know i think so i'm 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 not i'm not shying away from it i'm looking forward to the next time that coach can put me in yeah yeah that'll be great that'll be great i I really appreciate you ted for for inviting me it was was great being on oh
0: my pleasure my pleasure um the purpose of my show is to make this world a better place and to raise consciousness and help people with the ascension and I know we're going to get through this. You know, mm-hmm. it's not easy, but I, I I know we're going to get through it. So, um, but um, we're all here for a reason, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of angels around you, including Archangel Michael and, and others as well. So, uh, you know, just ask for their help, and I know that uh, they'll 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 help you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know much about uh, Josh Order's of uh, of battle with the with the
4: airline commercial airlines? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm on. I'm sitting on his board on U.S. Freedom Flyer board. So okay. um, we've been okay. dealing a lot with that. We have a whistleblower there, uh, Bruce McGray. He's given his name now so I can say it, and he's he's helping us. He's an uh, investigator for the FAA, and he okay. has written a, an eloquent uh, statement to the FAA explaining the damages that are being done and what they should do. <laughs> However, they've ignored it, and that's made it very difficult for him. But we're not quitting on that front either is is he still working um for the for the FAA I believe he is wow okay
0: okay that must be especially difficult given this very difficult we have Mm -hmm.
4: yeah a lot of people that are whistleblowers now in the military being called out and that's happened and could potentially happen to him but like me he's he's a little bit older than me but he's uh he's resigned to the fact that this may be his last hoorah and he wants to go out doing the right thing so he's waking up other FAA investigators, which is another good thing. They're starting to get together. And the okay. same thing with us in the military side, you know, us three were whistleblowers where there were four of us, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, Major Sam Sigloff, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw and myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that, though, the ranks have grown on the whistleblower side to where I can't count them anymore. I mean, I used oh, to know wow. every one of them. Well, wow. so it's well, wow. it's there are commanders resigning their commissions and writing letters and protest and wow. um, it's it, there there's a double-edged sword of that it's good you know that they're speaking but it's yeah. bad that they're getting called out and we're losing that leadership
0: well the ultimate goal of this of this corrupt government is to destroy the united states to destroy our military so we will not be able to have the forces needed to protect this great country
4: right and, and that's a you know the, the one one of the few last in my mind bastions of freedom in the world where people looked to for protection or for help in a in a tragedy mm-hmm. of a tsunami or something like that we were able to do that before but I don't know that we can do that now aside mm-hmm. from just printing money I don't know what else we can do because printing money is
0: you know isn't well, going to be the you, answer hundreds of thousands of people have been demonstrating in Brazil mm-hmm. for weeks against the fake election if right. we had that same turnout here we could turn things around and like my friends in Canada tell me if you guys fail if you guys fall apart um the rest of the, the rest of the world sunk that's right
4: you know yeah. i mean yeah that's right if you don't yeah, mention- I've, seen, I've been following that election i have a good friend that's a rancher down there and he he he's got a 60,000 acre ranch and they produce a lot of the world's beef really yeah uh, he's a texan and he's down there and he said to me he said i went to the he went to a, a meeting with the world wildlife federation in europe and that's the one with the little panda face on it you know that's mm-hmm. their symbol right they're down there heavily trying to deforest the Amazon you think about that the World Wildlife Federation is trying right. to deforest the Amazon absolutely because of the 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 resources under the ground and so they're part of that uh the Rockefellers have a heavy hand in the World Wildlife Federation and right. so he he went and he spoke at it and he spoke the truth he did like me but he did it in their arena Mm -hmm. He was on the stage at that venue and he said in a good Texan fashion, he said, well, I can tell you this, this is all a lie what you're doing and I'm running this ranch and I'm watching you guys do this to the local tribesmen and to the jungles of the Amazon. And he said, I'd like to take my rifle and shoot that panda right in the face. (laughs) He said they looked at him and like, it was almost like they got a hook and pulled him off stage and said, thanks, you're not speaking here anymore. And uh,
0: Really? That's terrible. Yeah. Well, people, people contributing to the World Wildlife Foundation might think that they're helping the planet,
4: but they're not. They're not. Are they
0: not. for the Rockefellers? The, the whole thing
4: the is planet? a lie. It's it's the Rockefellers and the and the uh, English nobility that run that. Really? Really? They may not be on the uh, actual leadership, but the, if you just do your homework and look at what the leadership supports, uh-huh. you'll see. They use words like sustainable development. Okay, there when you, you go. That, there's a, there's a, I've seen sustainable before, yeah. yeah right. When you see that run because that's where the lie is is uh, yeah. propagated from it it's it's a wool of the eyes you think you're helping look i it, it, five years ago if you'd told me that i'd be like well i think they're doing good things i don't know right, right but you don't know and until you talk to somebody that's on the ground with them and seeing how they use people as pawns just like these poor people that come across the border being used as pawns mm-hmm. you, you you can't be awakened to it because if you're if you're especially if you're giving money to it Look, my, my own church has a Ukrainian flag in it, and they're giving money to the Ukraine. And I feel for the people of the Ukraine. I do. I've seen the faces of children at wartime. It's terrible. Right. But the, the money goes to support not only the Azov battalion, which is a direct lineage to the Nazis, but right. it also supports what they're doing, which is is uh, bioweapons labs, which are inside the Ukraine, which if you were Putin, you'd say if... if if let's just say that the Russians had bioweapons labs in Mexico we probably wouldn't like it (laughs) and I'm not saying that Putin's my friend but the enemy of my enemy is my friend right right situation so if he's trying to shut down bioweapons labs then therefore by logic I'd say well let him do that That's, that's that's helping us
0: right exactly exactly I saw a video about a month ago about um it was a German reporter going into a bioweapons lab um, where a German and a American and a Ukrainian company had, and they 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 had anthrax. They had all kinds of horrible things there, and they found the records. the, the people in the weapon lab, bioweapons lab had to leave quickly. Uh, I don't know. Maybe their lives are in danger. I don't know. But uh,
4: well, I mean, yeah, that that's you know, follow the money, and you'll follow the truth. You know, look at the patents. There were 17, no, there were 40-something, but there were 17 for sure patents for the COVID before COVID was a thing. And while I'm talking about the the jabs, if you will, or the mRNA therapy, I'm talking about the PCR test, the the swab in the nose thing. Those were created specifically for COVID-2 before it was actually a thing. That's impossible.
1: That is virtually
4: impossible to guess. That right. genomic suite sequence on a deoxyribonucleic m- molecule on RNA and right, say, right. we're going to use, and look look at their own packaging. Their own mm-hmm. packaging calls it a modified RNA. It's not a messenger RNA. Mm-hmm. It's modified RNA, but they call it mRNA. It's modified. Mm-hmm. It, it, it changes your own structure. And when you're changing the structure of something that's perfect, so to speak, it allows for more imperfections. Right, right. And that's where you're getting these uh, deformities of children that are being born and stillbirths and all these, which lead towards eugenics, which is depopulation. Right. So it, it, right. It's doing that. And Bill Gates even said it himself at one of his talks. He talked about if you just vaccinate the world, we could handle this overpopulation problem. And I'm paraphrasing it, but that's. That's exactly what he, what said. he said. Yeah.
0: The, the patents were owned by a company called, many of them were called PeerBright. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is 100% owned by Bill Gates and his friends.
4: Well, there you go. And there's actually a couple of them that I looked at that had the the names of Rockefellers and Rothschilds on them, mm-hmm. on the patents. And mm-hmm. so when you see that, you 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 know, once again, you're hearing hoofbeats. You don't think of something weird. You just think about a horse. <laughs> it's not a zebra or mm-hmm. a yak from the Tibetan mountainside. It's probably a horse. And so right. look at the patents. They'll, they'll tell you the truth. Follow the money. Right. Follow the right. money on all this stuff. When when
0: um, when the scam first started a couple of years ago, you could find lots of references on the web to PeerBright, and then in about six months, four to six months, they were all scrubbed off the web. You can't find them now, but they were there everywhere, with the patent numbers, Bill Gates's name, corporations, who owns, and everything was there. Very obvious to everybody if you did a little bit
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very obvious. You know, it is very obvious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well anyway well Ted I've got a hard time I've got to make but this has been wonderful <laughs> thank you my friend <laughs> yeah I got to get myself <laughs> south of here and go pick up some cattle okay all right isn't that Once gonna again, be again every time I talk to you I'm moving cattle but that's what we got to do to keep people fed okay okay great, great. so I'm great. helping a buddy of mine that's got a, a ranch but uh yeah this has been a great uh great time
0: well, I'll send you the link so you can you can you can listen to it and spread it around. And I yeah. think they're doing great work. And I want to thank uh, Josh Yoder for certainly. Oh my goodness!
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: referring me to you. This has been a lot a lot of fun. And I think uh, what I like about you is that you inspire people and you give them the um, uh, inspiration to stand up to this nonsense, to show yeah. what one person can do. You know.
4: There was a general that was on Omaha Beach, and his name was uh, June 6, 1944, and his name was uh, George Taylor. I'm sorry, he was a colonel. He retired as a general, mm-hmm. but he was a colonel when he was on the beach, which is pretty rare to see a colonel in the middle of a battle, but he was on the beach.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. He looked
4: at the big red one, he said, there's only two kinds of soldiers on this beach, the dead and those who will die. Let's go, follow me. And he went through the gap with a bunch of soldiers, and they got off that beach because they had to survive. You know, it was it was devastating. And that's right. the, that's the moment that's in. Sometimes you need that one person to say, "Hey, follow me." You know, he probably didn't even have to shoot around that day, but he realized that if they just sat there and became targets, they were going to just they going it, to it, be be yeah. their demise. Yeah, right. And yeah. so that's that's where we're at. And so sometimes, you know, that's what I'm trained to do. I mean, I'm I i do not know anything other than that. You know, mm-hmm. thirty nine years of wearing a uniform will do that to a guy. <laughs> Could you could you uh, if you win your case can you can you get
0: back in the military let's say we get rid of Biden and uh, this, this. there office. is a
4: possibility because uh, Senator I'm sorry Congressman Massey out of Kentucky has introduced legislation for the next session when the when the majority is there on the House mm-hmm. to allow for soldiers to be reinstated nice that'd be great so mm-hmm. that may be a possibility I I've got enough years and, and could just stay retired but if I wanted to I could come back uh-huh
0: right right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they've done. They fuddled. What's what's the percentage of uh, servicemen and women who've been uh, taking the shot in the military? Our military.
4: It's hard to say. The military is reporting a much um, higher amount than they actually have, um, and it, and they're doing that for a reason. They want more people to take it. You always think, well, if everybody else is doing it, I'll do it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you my numbers from the border. Um, I had um, roughly about fifty-eight percent vaxxed once they forced it. You know. So you know, there was a good percentage that weren't, uh, a little right. bit over 40% that did not take it, right. uh, which is bad because they're going to get drummed out. And they're in the process of doing that now.
0: But even if they drum, drum them all out that are unvaxxed, wouldn't the vaxxed ones be dying off and they're getting disabled? So you'll well, see
4: that too. You'll see that. And, he, and he, we know that they are being disabled. I've, I've taken care of a few of them that are. And, uh, And some of them are getting treatment. And there is some treatments out there. You can look at that truthforhealth.org and you can see, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, that that site, there is there is some options there and there are some great things and research that are being done. Mm -hmm. But until that time, how do you refill those ranks when the recruiting is is at the lowest it's been since 1973?
0: Really? Yeah. Who wants to work under who wants to work under this kind of government? right? Right.
4: That's that's the problem is, is that people watch the news. And that tells me that people are watching when I know that the recruiting is down just in the army alone at 20% lower than they typically get. Right. Um, and that may be even higher because we don't know to trust the numbers that the uh, army gives us. Right. You know, but uh, we know there's a recruiting problem. And we know that there's a lot more people getting out. So by attrition by the rates alone, we oh. cannot sustain the, the defense of the nation with that, that few Can't do it. You know, capable people in you,
0: you know what happened to the Australian Navy a year and a half ago?
4: No, I hadn't followed what they what happened to them.
0: Uh, there was an article that came out from Australia. Uh, it was scrubbed off the web uh, quickly after it appeared, but uh, the government down there had forced uh, the Australian Navy to get vaxxed. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, 25%, they had a 25% uh, personnel lost uh, within, I think within six months, they had 25% fewer people in their Navy. And then, and then their defense chief for Australia took the Pfizer vax, and then he died from the vax. Hmm. So it was just a just a whole disaster. I don't even know what it, they don't talk about it now. But don't think there's a there's many people left in the Australian military as hmm. a result. They may have all the weapons in the world, maybe some nice ships, and but if you don't have the personnel to run those ships and and personnel carriers and the and and those weapons, I don't care what you got, you can't have robots doing that kind of, of work yeah well that's what's happened in australia <laughs> Not much talked about it nowadays but that's what i know well, i'll keep an eye out and pay attention to that yeah i could i could send you some of my old links they've i may have downloaded the articles what you have to do nowadays if you see something good uh, see a, uh, an article like that you got to download
3: it, mm-hmm.
0: it get scrubbed off and then you're
3: stuck with without anything yeah. well
4: let me know i'll be looking forward to that yeah i'll, I'll find
3: it you know, i'll
4: send it to you yeah so all right brother well i'm gonna i'm gonna act like a baby and head out <laughs> <laughs> all right all right. <laughs> excuse my uh, colloquial term terminology that's fine dr pete
0: no you've been great to have on today and it's <laughs> Thank been you, sir. Just, just so much fun and yeah. uh we've got actually seven minutes left if you wanted to talk about something else
4: uh well i i i could talk about uh you know the neighborhood watch programs what i'm doing uh, okay. If you look at if you look at my website, it's called uh, Dr. Pete Chambers, D-R-P-E-T-E Chambers, C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S. Mm-hmm. I talk about my lines of effort on there. Okay. It's a, it's a repository where people can go and just see the different things I'm working on. Okay. And that way, when somebody asks me and I'm driving, I just say, hey, go to the website. You can pull it up. You can download it. Um, but there's uh, coming up soon will be the uh, Neighborhood Watch Program thing. And that is something that... Um, I explained to uh communities on how to support their own community without government help because oh. if we can't if we can't get that help if you can if you've got to be your own 911 how do you do that right i'm not talking about guns or anything like that right. you know, mm-hmm. we 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 in texas have a high percentage rate of people that, that know how to protect themselves with guns and they and they will do that if they have to but what right. i'm talking about is if your town or your community experiences some sort of a um, tornado or a hurricane or whatever, or uh, the, the food chain shuts down and, and you know, we're going to be experiencing, in my estimation, a diesel shortage in the next year or so, right. when diesel trucks can't show up and bring supplies to your stores, and right. you go to your shelves and it's empty, and you say, well, I can't even eat right now, where's the local farmer's market? I don't know. But if right. your if your if your community is robust and you talk and right. you learn about these things, you can find alternative sources for survival. Uh, if we get another snowstorm in Texas, which is devastating that, to the people that, that don't have heaters, uh, uh, that's what we do. I was told that snowstorm was actually engineered. It, it right, was, and that's what we weather. that's what we believe. Yes,
0: and then Governor Abbott, to his credit. Tried to increase energy production in January. Um, what was it? It was a year or two ago when that happened, mm-hmm. and uh, of course Biden refused. So everybody froze to death. I would have, if I was, if I had been Governor Abbott, I would have just told. I would have told the federal government to go to hell and just done it anyway. What are you going to do?
4: Right, and that's what he did when he recently uh, declared an invasion on the border because under the Tenth Amendment, a state can do that right Right. the last paragraph of the 10th amendment says that can declare an invasion and can repel borders so to speak so that's happening in texas right now but the other states you know in arizona and new mexico and california have not so there are still opportunities where people can come across and and uh but it that's not stopping the human osmotic pressure the people coming across but it's it's giving some teeth to the stopping the cartels which is the bad guys right, in this right. Thing, they're bringing the the bad things across. so along those same lines you can tell them to pound sand at the federal government if you want to uh increase because texas is the only state that has its own power grid and so i by see. By, by being able to do that you have some autonomy there right. but you also have weaknesses that are involved in that system because if that power grid were to go down which it did um then there's a time where communities have to step up and help each other. And that's what I'm doing with that neighborhood watch program, so to speak.
3: Oh, that's it's a also way-
4: something that you can register with your local sheriff's department and get the buy-in from local law enforcement. Uh-huh. Well, it's not a militia or anything like that. This is something that's already in existence. Okay. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because um, the way things are going, the federal government might not be there. Basically, you could argue that they're not there now either. I mean, well, they share taxes like they are, but uh, right.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I know. But you don't get the kind of support that you need. No. And they yeah. don't, and, you know, it takes the Federal Emergency Management Agency some time to show up to things. We saw that in Hurricane Katrina. Um, meanwhile, people are are hurting on the streets. And it's well, a while what, for the federal government to show up. You know what
0: Bi- uh, Biden did last um <clears throat> Was it last year? Yeah, it was in the fall, about a year ago. There was a hurricane or tornadoes that came through uh, Kentucky. And FEMA showed up all right, but they told people, we're not gonna give you food or water unless you get the shot. Mm-hmm. And people really got a- upset about that because they knew what that meant. Right. So yeah, that's,
4: that, that's that control thing. And and right. when we look at the digital passports and we look at uh, the the carbon scores and all those things, you have to be a good citizen In order to get things from the government well that's that's what happens in communist china the same thing Um, yeah yeah. and that's what we have to uh peacefully say no we we we're going to defy that but even in china now there are riots breaking out right in Guangzhou
0: and many other cities against the dictatorship of the chinese communist party right um and that's a that's a good thing and i wish them well they're standing up people are standing
4: up in brazil people are standing up all over europe and Um, people will do a lot of things when they're starving and that's why it's so easy for us to just look the other way because we're we're still comfortable right so there are some people that are not comfortable in this country we just don't see it because our news doesn't talk about that our our mainstream media yeah 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 just like they don't talk about the shots injuries and just like they don't talk about the Coming uh, famines that could possibly ensue in parts of the nation. Yeah, uh, it's like they don't talk about the geoengineering of our our skies and and all that stuff.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the purpose right.
0: of, of this show, and a purpose of your work too, is to educate people. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make a quick announcement here. We got a couple of minutes left, Pete. Uh, uh, Out of this World Radio is a nonprofit, listener-supported uh, show, and your your donations are really appreciated. If you'd like to support us, just go to the BBS website or to um, outofthisworld1150.com and feel free to donate whatever you like on the little PayPal buttons. I have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to uh, talk to the other side and their angels. Uh, I'll be coming back on at 3 p.m. Pacific time today to celebrate Doctor the life and work of Dr. Masuramoto. Um I'll also be playing an interview that I did uh, with him eight years ago that resulted in a peace settlement in the Gaza Strip between the Israelis and the Palestinians where I had Dr. Moto on the air, Pete, and I asked everyone to pray for, for peace for a 12-hour ceasefire to exchange food and medical supplies because they were fighting between the Palestinians and the Israelis. And they, it worked. It did mm-hmm. work. And it's all documented. So we'll, we'll be talking about that and um, a bit of a late Thanksgiving program to show people uh, love and gratitude for the uh, for the holidays in the uh, upcoming new year. So
4: that's
3: great.
0: Anyway, Pete. Well, thank you so much for coming on yeah, today. Thank A you. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And, great. Uh, stay in touch. Let me know how your suit goes, and we'll have. I'll have you back on again. So that sounds good. I'd love that. Okay. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> okay. hi to Josh Yoder for you. Okay. Thanks. Please do. Please yeah, do. All right, my have friend. All righty. Take, Take care, my friend. Bye bye, everyone. Okay. Bye.